0: episode 485 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. A day late as usual, or a day late than we we usually do it. That's what I'm trying to say. It's been a long few days. Uh (laughs) I'm Glenn, that's Josh. You know the drill. (laughs) Yes. (sighs) So uh, yeah, we're a day later than usual. I just got so bogged down with stuff last night that I literally lost track of time and all of a sudden I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to record tonight. Uh, so this week, got some new releases, a few news items, what we're playing and watching around PS Nation, and then uh, we'll get to hear about all of Josh's adventures last last Wednesday. Let's go on an adventure! Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh's review of the Nyko Type Pad and Modular Charge Station. I've talked about both of those before. Did you? Yeah. Well months ago but we can refresh Talk about them
1: yes these sure. are well these are the new ones
0: no those are the ones that i No, have. these are the
1: newest new ones
0: <laughs> i saw the ones you have they're sexy the ones i they're have. totally new uh-huh uh I, I hear they come with a new hat no way uh,
1: mm. but didn't you uh your the one you had didn't mm-hmm. have the pass through for the usb
0: I have that one and I have the password for the Okay. USB. All right. Because I was posting pictures and everything because the labeling on it is so gotcha. subtle. I yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I couldn't even recommend it to people on Amazon at the time because there was no way to tell which one you were getting from Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Scary I stuff. Uh Josh's review of Batman the Telltale series, episode one Realm of Shadows. Uh, I'll have some things to say about that one as well. Yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, And then a couple of emails. So, uh, housekeeping. Housekeeping. Housekeeping.
2: You want towel? You want blowjob? Uh, (laughs) Whoa. uh, eh.
0: A lot of different ways you can reach us. Uh, Obviously, the hub of all things PlayStation Nation over at psnation.com can find all of our articles reviews which mean we've had a ton of reviews lately because there's a lot of shit coming out
1: and you get to do them because i'm going to be talking a lot so you do around ps nation oh all right
0: (laughs) that's fine uh (laughs) and also you can find our forums if you hit the forums button or just go to psnationcom slash forums uh you can find our contact info right on the front page you can go over there and you can find our uh, our Skype name if you want to leave us a voicemail. You can find our PSN names. You can hit a button to send us an email. Just hit that contact us button. Uh, you can find our email address there. So you can just write us uh, at P or what is it, uh, podcast at PSNation.com.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, all different kinds of stuff there. You can find all of our contact info. Uh, you can also, I don't know, what else do you want to do over there? You can find our Twitters if you want to follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Josh, which is at PJF Josh. You can follow me at TorgoPSN, PSN and get all that sweet, sweet food porn. And uh, you can follow the main account at PSNation if you like the Twitters. Uh, the at PSNation is really good if you want to uh, get updates on what's posted on the website especially because anything that gets posted goes on Twitter and, and uh, you, you know, you'll know you know if our, our review goes up or uh, if we, a news article goes up in a game that you're waiting on, that sort of thing. Uh, you can also, let's see, find us on the, go to the forums, get over there, talk, talk to people, be social, give us feedback on the podcast. We put every episode up there so you can give us feedback.
1: Yeah. I was giving away beta codes for NHL 17 on the forums. Say what? You know, there's that.
0: Man, everybody I know got about eight codes for that game. Yeah, I know. It was weird. Man.
1: Well, I got, I got one directly from PR and then I got like the one that had Here's your here's your code from EA and here's two more to give to friends and I'm like well now I have four what the yeah. hell happened
0: <laughs> Yeah I think one of our writers <clears> had a bunch of them on uh, on on our chat the other day and then somebody yeah. else was giving them away on I think the forums too so Well
1: that's everybody that got them through you know hey sign up for the beta Yeah uh everybody got 3 basically Oh ah, okay cuz they wanted a lot of people to
0: play. Oh there's a news article we forgot to put on the website what that you can sign up to get the new firmware beta for the PS4? We, we never can? put that. On, yeah, we never put it on our site. Mm. I just realized that. I mean, I I wish I could, but I can't right now at work. I just I'm just too busy. So, and we're moving to our new office. Of course, the days I'm gone because this week is when I go down to Ohio. I'm excited to go to Ohio, Josh. <laughs> There's something that never gets said unless you're going to Did see they- your point.
1: Did they legalize weed in Wisconsin or something? What the hell's going on here? I,
0: <laughs> I drink. Why you suddenly? Okay. I drink. I. I. Yeah. Don't care about the weed. Don't care about mm. the stink weed. Uh, no, we're going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame um, because the class of 2016 is being inducted, and one of those people is Brett Favre. So my buddy Travis and I are driving down on Thursday, and stay until sunday we're going to go actually to the football hall of fame on on friday and then we've got activities all day on saturday uh Mm -hmm. there's a big the packers are actually putting on like this big party uh right there just north of the the hall of fame so we're going to go to that and they're going to have a bunch of giveaways a bunch of ex-packers are going to be there including mark chamura so you know there's going to be a party
1: well, if you're lucky, maybe Favre will send you a text with a picture on it. The- <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> mm. The funny thing is uh, the Hall of Fame game is the next day. It's on Sunday, and they're making the Packers play in it. And everybody keeps asking, oh, you guys going to go to the game? I'm like, why the f-, f would I go to the Hall of Fame game? Because nobody's going to play in it. It's going to be all people that are just fighting for a job. Yeah, no, we're not going to that game. they keep emailing us like tickets are still available like yeah there's a reason for that (laughs) because it's a nothing game Mm. so yeah very excited for that though we uh we'd you know we would watch the the Packers play and that that was kind of the heyday you know the Packers for 30 years were so mediocre and just so crappy and the Farve era started and Mike Holmgren started and and everything really turned around once Ron Wolf came in as a GM and, and started getting all these people there and Uh, we've had a great run for a bunch of years now. And, and, uh, we would sit there and watch Brett Favre, uh, just dominate a bunch of teams. And, uh, we would always like, you know, sitting there on the couch, like, dude, when he goes in the hall of fame, we should go. And then now we have that chance. It's, it's pretty badass, and it's only like a seven hour drive. So it's, uh, very convenient and it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I've never been to the baseball or the football hall of fame. So. i been to
1: hockey. That's it.
0: Where's Where's that at? Toronto. Oh, okay. And it's awesome. I think the football one's going to be a blast. I would love to get to the baseball one eventually, uh, which is more up in your neck of the woods. Yeah.
1: From everything I've heard from like sports people sure. that have been to all these different things, apparently the hockey one is the best out of all of the different sports ones of for whatever reason. I, <laughs> no, this is, this is not me. This is sports people ah, in general. Yeah. And I don't know why they say that. I've never been to the others, but
0: yeah. I mean, I've been to the local ones. I've been, you know, the, the Casey Royals hall of fame is right there at the stadium in in left field. And, uh, the Packers Hall of Fame has moved so many times. It used to be at a separate building, and then they moved it over to Lambeau, and they did the renovations, and they've moved it inside now. So I haven't been to the new, new one. But uh, the one I really want to get to is in Kansas City, by where City Stadium used to be in, in, on the Missouri side, uh, they have the Negro League Hall of Fame. And I would love to check that out. So that's that's kind of on my, on my to-do list for when I get back to Kansas City.
1: That whole thing... They have statues and all this stuff because it was big in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um. So there's a whole part of the new stadium. Well, not new anymore, but the stadium that's there now for baseball. <laughs> well, um, that's I was gonna what say they it's, it's got to
0: be new. The Spectrum just got torn down like a month ago, right? That's why it's always in Madden every year.
1: No, Pittsburgh.
0: Oh, I was thinking Philly.
1: Pittsburgh. yeah. Okay. No, they they did a whole big thing about it. Um, Who did? They honor it, and they have one whole section is is all the players. It's like all these this whole like six or eight players. You talking about the NHL, NHL one? You mean no? Oh, Pittsburgh, the Negro League.
0: Oh, okay, yes. okay. Baseball. All right, we Keep were just up. talking. We were jumping around. <laughs> we were jumping around to too many. So no, you getting were. Confused. I was following you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you were. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, genuinely excited. I, I, you know, I've, I've seen some pictures of the, of the football hall of fame and, uh, there's a lot of Packers in there. There, uh, I think Favre is going to be the 24th. So, cause Vince Lombardi is the only non-player that's in there, but, uh, you know, we'll get to see the stuff they have for Ray Nitschke and who's one of my all time favorite players and, uh, Bart Starr and stuff. So I'm, I'm really, I'm excited. So, Yeah. And I haven't, had, I haven't had a good road trip with Travis in a long time. So I, uh, I actually started over the weekend. I drank some beers because I haven't drank anything since my incident in February. Just to make sure my liver could handle it and make sure that like one beer wasn't going to knock me on my ass. So <laughs> training the liver this week. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> you know, taking it for a jog every night. That sort of thing. But I don't know where we were. I'll just uh, go Move here. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll say Facebook. If you want to find us on Facebook, go to Facebook.com slash nation page or just search for PS Nation on there. Just don't try to join the group because the group's dead. Uh, if you like to, to stream podcasts, you can find us on, on pretty much all the major streaming platforms, Stitcher, um, TuneIn, uh, Google Play Music. You can find us on iTunes, uh, wherever else. I mean, there's so many right now. Uh, you can also find us at uh, VGEVO.com and the podcast network over there. And uh, last but not least, if you want to help support us, we don't have a Patreon. We don't have any of that stuff. All we ask is if you could just go over to psnation.com, hit that affiliate link section on the left side of the front page. And we've got a bunch of different retailers that we have deals with. And when you want to go to like Best BestBuy.com or you want to go to Amazon or you want to go to uh, like Walmart uh, all the other ones that are over there, GameStop. Hit our link to go to those sites. And even if you want to, hit that link and then bookmark it. And every time you use that link to go to the store and you buy something, we get a little small piece of the action, and that helps us pay for our bills. And, you know, if you want to support us, that's the best way to do it. So thanks to everybody that does that. We really do appreciate it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's it for me. All
0: right. This humongous so, list of new releases.
1: <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> so, I think the more interesting one is this first one.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly. Uh,
1: this is Ali Ali, the Epic Combo Edition. Okay. So, this is another one of those one-time digital download games that has now come as a physical copy. Indeed. And it is Ali Ali... One and two, with three making of documentaries, a studio booklet, and the soundtrack. Huh. and it's a nice package. That's
0: actually. pretty cool. I just wish uh, I liked
1: the game. And this is twenty nine ninety nine.
0: And is that just PS Four, or is it like the cross buy situation where you get the PS Four and Vita?
1: I have no. I think it's just PS Four. Okay, because it's physical so they wouldn't be able to figure out unless they put a code in there but they say nothing about a code. Okay. I was so just curious. it's yeah, it's most likely just PS4.
0: Okay. I wish I liked that game. I like watching people play it, but I am terrible at it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so that is coming and finally No Man's Sky.
0: Yay.
1: Well hit, and that is fifty nine ninety nine
0: and you don't have to be as stupid as that one guy that found it a week early and paid thirteen hundred dollars for it. <laughs> fucking moron jeez, yeah,
1: that is dumb,
0: yep, he found a disc and he somehow got somebody to sell it to him for thirteen hundred dollars
1: good on that person who got thirteen hundred bucks out of it exactly, that guy. jeez,
0: yeah i'm excited for this i uh, I bought the special edition. I actually bought the p c special edition with the the model in it, and I got the p s four one because I'm a sucker, and I think the game's going to be awesome mm-hmm. Did Did you see that the p c one got delayed another three days? <laughs> Some instead of the night that comes out on the twelfth and where was it? It might have been a neo or on Steam's forums. people were just flipping the hell out like did they cancel? Did they cancel their pre-orders? I'm sure somebody did. See, that's the thing. You always hear people say that they're going to cancel it. I want photo proof from now on. I want you to take a screenshot of it showing that you canceled it. Because I think it's just a lot of drama. You're like, ah, I'm going I'm to get rid of my pre-order. I'm going to cancel everything. And then they just get the game and shut their mouths. Well, speaking of that stupidity,
1: mm-hmm. did you see, oh, where is it? Oh, in my tweet machine. <laughs> Hang on, let me just search for...
3: Not the tweet machine!
1: Uh, okay, Play the Jeopardy he... theme in the background. Do, 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 do.
4: <laughs> um, damn it. Where is it? God, you suck.
0: As always, uh-huh. become prepared.
1: Oh, shit. Maybe it wasn't him that retweeted it. Um, All right. Well, I'll do it from memory. There is a petition out.
0: Oh, good. Internet petitions, they do so much.
1: Well, this is a good one. Okay. It is to shut down Rotten Tomatoes because they're biased against DC Universe movies. (laughs) I shit you not. (laughs) And the way the petition is written you might almost think it's a joke yeah because it's like bad grammar and everything yeah <clears throat> um but all these people in the in the comments are like dead serious about it dead serious we need <sighs> to shut we need this site to be shut down because it's critics it apostrophe s critics Always give the DC Extended Universe movies unjust bad reviews. Like, number one, Batman v. Superman Dawn of Justice 2016. Uh-huh. Number two, Suicide Squad 2016. Uh-huh. And that affects people, apostrophe S, opinion, <laughs> even if it's a really great movies. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah. And people are saying, yeah, this is true. Like, all these people are... They
0: know the Rotten Tomatoes polls from different sites like Rolling Stone no, and... No, they
1: don't. Because the Rotten Tomatoes critics are most likely oh. biased or being paid to give these bad reviews. People use them as the main source for reviews. They're giving people an opinion. People should have their, their, they, apostrophe, R-E, own. Yeah, Nobody, not really someone sure, right? else's. <laughs>
0: they don't even know how the site works. But Suicide Squad has looked like a mess for me from day one. Well oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> I mean God. Yeah. And that's all I'm hearing from people that aren't on Rotten Tomatoes that have seen it. Is that it's just an absolute mess. And I honestly I didn't expect very much from that movie to begin with, and <laughs> quite frankly, I wasn't even planning to go see it.
1: These are so funny. Yeah. I'm a big comic book fan, and I love DC, and to see the Rotten Tomatoes again and again give the EU a bad rating is upsetting. I feel that, like the directors of The Killing Joke, Suicide Squad, and Batman v. Superman nailed the movie. Sure. <laughs> so let's shut down Rotten Tomatoes, because... Yeah,
0: because they're biased against DC.
1: Because... 20 critics from all over the country who have nothing to do with the site all think the movie sucks. Those, and those same people ruined. need to now yes. petition
0: DC and tell them to get better people behind these movies that won't well, fuck duh. up the movies. Uh, yeah. How about that? Because DC killing it on TV. They just can't seem to get shit right with movies.
1: Unfair reviews. Why is this important? Well, because in this day and age of social media, news articles and reviews of all things get spread very fast and are often taken very seriously. Unfair reviews can end up ruining people's expectations to the point where they choose not to watch the movie at all. (laughs) Look what happened to BVS. I still find people who haven't watched the movie, even though they happen to be avid watchers of other superhero movies. (laughs) and what's wrong and that's wrong on a multitude of levels. Movies get panned, lose potential watchers and even fans, and no studio deserves that. Yeah. This will eventually lead to an imbalance in the industry and that's a terrible thing to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this guys like 18 years old and they've never Oh my god.
0: Don't you the, remember oh, Jalen oh, Silent god. Bob strike back when they actually go to the yes, guy's house and, it's and like beat a them up? Old. <laughs> yeah. Beat
2: the crap out of them?
0: Yes. Mm. Are you Magnolia fan 69? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean
1: uh, if the movies were good, you wouldn't have this problem.
0: <laughs> I think you would still see some bias here and there, but it wouldn't be as many people. Like I loved when the BVS stuff started coming out and everybody's like, "Yeah, there it's just it's just a uh, uh, mob thinking at this point. They see a couple of bad reviews, so they know that they should review it bad, too. And I'm like, no, the movie was a mess. That's why I love the spoiler cast that we did at MGC, because it was like 13 people all talking. And we had so many different opinions about it, and we had so many different points of view. Uh, it, it was very telling about the movie. But there's no... There's
1: on a great majority of reviews... Yeah, There is no mob mentality because they all see it and then they write the review and the well, reviews no, all come out the same day. But
0: that's what people are insinuating is that there's this mob mentality because um, there is a movie critic community that it's kind of the same thing when the Gamergate thing actually started when it was before it, it was idiots trying to shame women and stuff mm-hmm. uh, when it was about game journalists conspiring and some of that shit was true. I mean, I've seen the email chain uh There's that email group that that's set up that all these kind of bigger named journalists are on and and you saw it they were They were trying to say like, "Oh, we should all get behind this game, et cetera and there's kind of that Jeez. that mindset well, but that shit was happening to a certain extent. I don't think it was as bad as as everybody was thinking, but a lot of people think that that same thing kind of thing happens with movie critics. And with the movie critic community, and and with a lot of these movie critic communities, it's all kind of based around cities. So there's a community in New York. There's a you know a, a community in in Seattle. There's a community in San Francisco, LA, etc. And that's kind of where it's all based from. Is they've seen examples of that shit happening before in other places. Not just uh, the game journalism thing or the game writing thing. It's it's happened other places as well. But it's it's all it's that same concept of the biased media in general, you know, be it politics, be it whatever. And that's where that conspiracy theory always stems from is, is that base of the media is biased. And that's what they get to use as the example or as the, as the impetus for their anger.
1: Even if that wasn't there. Yeah. Even if that, that, How about this? The movie sucks. Well, yeah. Even if they couldn't, (laughs) even if they didn't have that to use as an impetus for their anger. Yeah. They would find something else.
0: You definitely, somebody with that much anger and somebody that doesn't want to admit that they're wrong or admit that there isn't just.
1: Admit that the movie that they want to like sucks bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. There's no gray area for anybody anymore. It's, it's always to the extreme right or the extreme left of the gauge. Well, you know? what,
1: it, what, it, what it has become is my opinion is valid. My opinion is the best. And if they don't agree with me, then it's bullshit. Yeah. They're, they're doing something wrong. They're lying. They're, they're biased. They're, it's all wrong. And it's, it's not that they can have a valid opinion different than mine. It's that it's a lie, or it's that they're all conspiring against it, or it's it's always something sinister or evil. It's never oh, they have a different opinion than me. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> who gives a shit?
3: But,
0: you, know? you know, that's the internet it's, age now. It's it's well, yeah. There's no moderation at all. It's 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 always you know to the extreme right or the extreme left and or the extreme top and the extreme bottom, whatever you want to say. It. it it's always on the ends of the spectrum. There's no middle ground anymore. Yeah.
1: I'm middle ground. <laughs> okay.
0: Right.
1: See? There no, you're, you
0: go. You're always the opposite ground. You don't believe me, see? There it is. <laughs> you're <laughs> Proof fucking positive. wrong, Josh. You're fucking exactly. wrong. Exactly. I knew it. Yeah.
1: All right, let's move on.
0: Just say yes and we'll move on.
2: Hi! Suicide Squad sucks. Deal with it.
0: Maybe, maybe not. I haven't seen it.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I, I did not. From the moment I saw the Jared Leto, Leto <sighs> Joker costume, I was like, yeah, I'm out
0: yeah me too that actually that disgusts he, me
1: yeah he could be the best joker ever but that costume and i saw a still shot of it today somewhere like in my twitter feed or something and i saw the still shot and i was like yeah no
0: <laughs> yo he's got a grill yo i'm
1: I'm not no
0: yeah, i'm just you. not doing just, that and the thing is that i mentioned this last week the rumor is that that's going to be the joker for the new universe Ugh. yeah go fuck yourself dc I'm serious if they decide to use that Joker For Wonder Woman and Justice League Etc I'm fucking out I'm out
4: Mm.
0: You're making A a lifelong DC Fan want to just drop your ass And I ain't the only one I guarantee you (laughs) Yeah Anyway Alright on to better news Uh, Darksiders remember Darksiders Mm -hmm. Remember those awesome games uh, it's finally getting the remasters this fall with the War Mastered Edition. Uh, Nordic yes, Games has confirmed uh, the the remaster before the weekend and revealed that the game will be developed by Kaiko, who worked on Darkside, the the Darksiders 2 remaster, as well as a game that you reviewed, the Legend of K Anniversary Edition.
1: Yeah, but wasn't the, the Darksiders 2 had a stupid name as well?
0: Yeah, I just can't remember what the hell it was.
1: It was like the
0: it was it was like a
1: now i need to find
0: it it was a change on the word on like a yeah. de- death word or something Death-ni- definitive edition yes the definitive edition <laughs> yes uh yeah. so it's going to launch on october 25th for 1999 enhancements include 1080p resolution running at 60 frames per second on ps4 X- xbox one and pc uh and then mjc put sorry we U owners you are stuck at 30 uh, other improvements including include the doubling of all texture resolutions, rendering improvements, and rework, better shadow rendering quality, and post-processing effects. So, pretty exciting. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Not as cool as the Definitive, but... <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> all right. So, the PlayStation Plus August 2016 update. Which this, just launched today. This is all news to me, so let's see what or this yesterday. is. Yeah, today. For the PlayStation 4, we have Tricky
0: Towers. Which review just went up for that from Chaz.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we also have Rebel Galaxy.
0: Which uh, I, I did know a want lot of people to try. Were... That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I didn't want to pay for that, but I do want to try it.
0: <laughs> it, it, it looks interesting. It's it's kind of got that privateer feel to it, where you know it's this epic space adventure, and mm-hmm. you you do a lot of trading, and there's space combat, and uh, yeah, it looks it looks very interesting. I'm I'm kind of like you, where I thought I wanted to buy it, and I never got around to it, and now I don't have to. I get a chance to play it because I have Plus. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then for the oh. PlayStation Three,
0: so exciting for this one. Oh, I've got
1: both of them, though. Yakuza yeah. 5 and Retrograde.
0: Indeed. Yakuza 5 is is probably one of the best PlayStation Plus games in a while. That game is yeah. epic, and it's awesome.
1: And for the Vita, Patapon 3, which was a PSP game. Indeed. And Ultratron.
0: Oh, that's the which, one that's like Berserk, right? Or,
1: it's the... No, it's not Berserk. Or Robotron. It's,
0: um, it's like Robotron.
1: Was it? Wait, hang on a second.
0: Yeah. It says right there, Ultratron is a throwback to games like Robotron and features twin-stick arena shooter action. Do I have this? Pretty sure you do, because I have it.
4: Wait a minute.
1: I'm looking at... Oh, yeah.
4: Mm,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. But you're you're not... Well, yeah, I guess it is kind of Robert, uh, uh, Robotron. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: And to go back to Retrograde... That Grey, is a good game. Yeah.
4: Retrograde,
0: retrograde is, is a really interesting kind of mashup. It's kind of a shmup, but it's actually a rhythm game, and you play the shmup in reverse. You start yeah. at the last boss, and it's it's really cool concept how he did it. Uh, there's a video on our YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube.com/slash/psnation, look up Retrograde, and it's a really interesting game that I enjoyed the hell out of.
1: It's a very overlooked game.
0: Definitely overlooked. And the cool thing is, if you have a PS3 guitar controller, you can play the entire game with a guitar controller. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool game. And the music's awesome. Great soundtrack. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Speaking of Yakuza, Sega announced a launch date. ...for the upcoming Yakuza 0, which uh, we finally heard is coming over to the the States a few months ago. Uh, Or we heard a few months ago that it's coming to the States. Uh, So Yakuza 0 is actually kind of a prequel. It takes you back to the beginnings of the story way before anything that happened in the first Yakuza game. And uh, it's going to be coming out over here in North America for PS4, which is also pretty awesome... Uh, January twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. The game is going to be released physically and digitally for fifty nine ninety nine, uh, and pre orders are live. So, kind of a big step that it's coming out physically as well because Yakuza Five. A lot of people wanted a, a, a physical version of it. Uh, the problem was Sony actually kind of took a gamble on it because Yakuza Four was the Yakuza series very well loved, but it's it's kind of another one of those series that. At least in North America, people consider it kind of that vocal minority that loves it so much.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, uh, it's a game that has, uh, like exactly what you said. It's a vocal minority. It's it's yeah. a very loud community, but it doesn't sell big numbers.
0: Well, they've never really talked about the sales though, and and I think part of, I think part of the problem was that it's Sega, and for yeah. a long time before Atlas really got involved with Sega. Sega didn't really know what they were doing for a long time, and and they wanted such big numbers for some of their games that it just wasn't attainable. Uh, So, Sony actually helped bring Yakuza 5 over to the the States. Uh, They especially helped with uh, the localization. So, they're not redoing any of the voice stuff anymore, but there's a lot of text in the game. So, Sony has a pretty amazing staff of localization uh, uh, people, and that was the deal. So, and Sony published it. So, at least in the U.S., they published it. So that's why we never got a physical version of it. It looks like Sega is now kind of taking back over with Yakuza Zero, and now we're getting a disc. Which I, people are still asking for a physical copy of, of Yakuza Five. Like I they still would
1: want. love a physical copy of Yakuza. I would love I would a love physical copy that's not from Japan and only in Japanese. Right, because you can get that.
0: Yeah. But. And I always, I keep forgetting to look and I don't think it's, it's available, but sometimes you can get it from China and it'll actually have the English translation, yeah, but I not. don't think five does because no. that was one of the things that it coming to the U S it finally got localized.
1: If, yeah, if it was available there, I would have picked it up already. Yeah. believe So
0: it. I think a lot of people would love to see it. I don't see it ever happening unless somebody like uh limited run or, or, you know, whoever uh, would, would get that done, but it kind of sucks. It'd be cool to have that because I have all the other ones to, uh, physically. See,
1: Yakuza 5, the Japanese version, is on Amazon right now for 40 bucks. Yeah. But it's all in Japanese.
0: <laughs> That's kind of the problem. I'd almost be tempted to buy it just to have it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not really worth it. Yeah. Uh, so this one takes place in uh, in December of 1988, way before the first game. And uh, like I said, it, it's a prequel to the first Yakuza, so you have a much younger uh, uh, cast of characters Uh, Yakuza 0 also has some features in the game Uh, the dragon's origins so they're talking about uh, you get to learn a lot about what inspired Kiryu uh, down the path that he takes uh, in the Yakuza series how he got started in it how he started getting called the dragon that's that's his nickname throughout the series Uh, and then they're saying for the first time in a numbered game longtime NPC Goro Majima is playable uh, the mad dog uh, who's an awesome character. Uh, so you'd be, you'd be able to play as him. And they also really cover a lot of the decadence of the 1980s in Japan. So cash rules everything they're saying. Uh, you can fight fight to uh, telephone... What? Members you fight to telephone clubs, disco hall. What's a telephone club? <laughs> what? 80s. All right, sure. Disco halls or even pocket circuit car races. There's a lot of really cool stuff to... Uh, to distract you as as there always are in Yakuza games. So really excited for this because especially PS4, so we're going to be able to see some new some new power get utilized. And I love the series. I need to get through 5. I really do need to work on that game because I freaking love 5 so far. Yeah. So the E3 trailers in the story that we have on the website. Definitely check it out, uh, especially if you like kind of your open world games or just longer games. The Yakuza series is freaking fantastic. You should definitely check it out.
1: All right. Now, before I get to this next one, yeah, uh, because I was in Amazon, I saw this and I forgot to bring it up before. Um, uh-huh. Ratchet and Clank: The Movie uh-huh. on Blu-ray. I understand that the 3D was not great, according to people in the theaters. Okay, but we've seen 3D not be great in the theaters and actually be good on Blu-ray. Right. Sony is not releasing it in 3D at Are all. You serious. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm really pissed off about it. Especially
0: this. when Sony were the ones that were pushing it so fucking hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all, the only thing available is the DVD or the Blu-ray DVD digital HD combo. Yeah. And that's it.
4: Yeah. Man, kind of annoyed.
3: That
1: one. Yeah. So, all right. This uh, next news item, uh, Disney has finally given dates on when everything is getting shut down for Disney Infinity. Aw. Yeah. So if you have a console version, you're okay, Uh, at least until March. Uh, If you got, say, the iOS, the Android, the Apple TV version, the PC version, Steam version, whatever. Yeah you're kind of fucked, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, so already as of a couple days ago, no in-game purchases can be made within any of those versions, the, the non console versions. Okay. Um, you can continue to make in-game purchases within the steam version of Disney infinity 3.0.
3: Okay.
1: But, but (laughs) let's continue here. Uh, so, uh, September 30th, you will no longer be able to log in to play PC, iOS, Android versions. They will no longer be available on the respective app stores. Sure. The steam versions will remain operational with the exception of all online services and community features that are being discontinued.
3: Mm.
1: Apple TV is being removed from the app store. Wow. and all new toy boxes being submitted to disney for all console mobile pc all those versions of the game will stop the like submissions they're not going to review and approve any new submissions after september 30th okay okay now we get to january 3rd the windows 8 and 10 versions of the game will stop with the in-game purchases Mm. And then when we hit March 3rd, that's when everything basically stops. Apple TV, Windows 8 and 10 will no longer be available, supported, or playable. Oh, wow. (laughs) So if you bought it, sorry, it's gone. Uh, (sighs) That's terrible. Yeah. For the consoles... This is really the, out of everything that's been said here, this is the main thing that console people need to know about. September 30th, you can't, you can still um, do your toy boxes uh, with people on your friends list, but you can't submit them to Disney Infinity Community Team after September 30th. Right. March 3rd, 2017, all the online services and community community features for all versions will be shut down. So what that means is you can no longer upload or download stuff. You can't play online, which was half broken most of the time anyway. Uh, And there's not much to the online there. It, It was mainly about the toy boxes and creating your own and then sharing it with friends or sharing it with the world. Yeah. You know, and downloading toy boxes that Disney made that people made that, you know, all that, that stuff is all gone. The game itself and all the toy boxes, all the play sets that are there, all the characters you have, all three games, Disney Infinity 1, 2, and 3, um, anything you've already downloaded and saved to your hard drive Mm -hmm. in terms of levels people created, that's all still available to you forever. You've got that. Okay. You can still create your own toy boxes and make all your own crazy stuff and that'll work fine. Okay. As from what they've said. So mm. it yeah, it really sucks. But it sucks harder for people who are not on a console because like entire games are being shut off. <laughs> um for people that are on the consoles, the game still works, you know, the full game still works. The only thing you can't do is share your toy boxes at this point. Right, right. So Um, But that's through March 3rd, so keep that in mind. If you want to download stuff, get it all now before you forget. Yeah, no shit. Because Disney did a lot of really cool ones. There's people in the community that did a lot of really cool ones. Um, Mason and I, because this this just came out, this information, like a couple days ago. But last week or the week before, Mason and I were messing around in there with that giant, crazy-ass toy box that we made sure with all the um, conveyor belts and everything with the conveyor belts and there's mountains and there's like a hidden area and one whole section looks like the town from cars (laughs) and there's a giant racetrack that goes through there and he wanted to add the bridge with the squid that the arms come smashing down. Yeah. So I, so (laughs) you come down the racetrack and the track splits at one point and it goes up the San Francisco bridge from uh big hero six right. turns the corner and then goes past the squid and then comes down and then rejoins with the track, this race track over at this other point. So we, we did all this stuff and then he wanted to add more stuff. So we're adding all this other stuff. And I'm like, I think we're running out of room here. Like memory wise. Yeah. And we did. We hit the point where I tried to load something in and it was like, you can't. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we we like blew it out here on the PS4. You can't add anything else. He's like, well, I want that. And I'm like, well, we have to delete some of this. He's like, oh yeah, just delete that stuff. I was like, all right. So I delete some of this other stuff and put these other things in. But I was like, and then I pulled back and I'm like, wow, you know, this is pretty big. <laughs> we did a lot here. <laughs> So, I quickly put that up for anybody on my friends' list to be able to see um, yeah. but it's a massive, crazy, huge level that has all just kinds of weird shit all over it, so um but yeah, you won't really be able to do that anymore Aww. after march so and you can still make your own, but you can't share them, which yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah, it sucks. So, and the thing is, people have been tweeting me and and stuff like that, and sending me messages. The sales that are going on now have yeah, been—I saw that picture—crazy, like ridiculous sales. If you're going to get anything, if you're going to fill out and try to complete your collection, do it now, like yeah. right now, because they will sell out, and the only way you'll be able to get them is on eBay for ridiculous prices. Yeah. for you know because they're not making any more of these what's on the shelves and what's in stock is is that's it right so get it now while you can because it'll just be gone and you you don't want to pay that $3000 uh, yeah. no man's sky price <laughs> for a disney infinity character that you don't have
0: hell for that much money you can buy two <laughs> copies of no man's sky for a, a week early
1: yeah it's yeah. If I mean the prices are on some of them they were like 3 bucks or something ridiculous. Right. So just look for those sales. The sales are everywhere. Look on Amazon. Amazon's dropping them to like 5 bucks here and there. Uh get 'em while you can. That's that's what I would say.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. So Yeah. Thing
1: to do. But yep, that's right. Poor Disney.
0: Indeed, poor Disney. Uh, so, what we're playing, and watching? Um, yeah. Um, okay. I'll. Well, I'll run
1: through it. Okay. Because I got a lot to talk about later.
2: Yeah, you do.
3: Uh,
1: so, all right. I played well, Disney Infinity three. <laughs> we did it on the PS3 as well because we've been. Um, we've been, you know, slowly working our way through opening up the main toy box hub on the ps3 version right uh which gets us trophies too uh so we've just been playing around with that and having fun with it it's funny because i don't think he ever saw that hub that way oh okay because when he finally came to the game i was already through all that for the review and everything was open and in full color and built up and everything. When you're in there now, like a lot of the spaces are just blank white spaces. Yeah. Until you talk to the toy box host and they say, Hey, let me teach you about uh, combat. And then that whole combat area fills in and then you can go in there. So he's seeing a lot of stuff for the first time, which is kind of funny because he's like, wait, that's not right. (laughs) There's a castle there. I'm like, there's no castle there yet because we didn't open it. (laughs) He's like, Uh, what? (laughs) So, uh, I also played the NHL 17 beta. Okay. Are you allowed to talk about it? About. I am. Yeah. Cool.
0: Uh,
1: I didn't get to play a whole lot of it because the funny thing is I went in there and Mason went to play a game and I said, well, let's play the new NHL game. He's like, okay. So I get in and I start digging around and they, they only have a couple things that are unlocked right now. And the funny thing is I looked at the install size yeah. It's it's the full game. They've just locked out the other things. Oh, okay. Like, it's the full 30-whatever gig install. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> yeah. <That's>...
1: yeah. <laughs> I guess it was easier for them to just do that and block, you know, whatever they needed to. Um, <laughs> Silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so what they have available is the Hockey Ultimate Team section, online okay. versus... EA Sports Hockey League, create a player, and create a team. I, for better or worse, dug into the create a team immediately because I was like, well, this is new. Let me check this out. And then Mason started to get bored because now I'm digging through the minutiae of picking jersey colors and logos and the home and the away and the alternate. And yes. are they going to have things on the helmet? Are they going to have stuff on the shoulders? What font are we using for the, I mean, everything, it got insane. And I started messing around with, I was streaming it at the time too. So I'm, I'm just playing around with it. And I do have one complaint mm-hmm. about this. I'm blown away. Actually, I'm blown away by the, the depth of it already. Okay. It's It's staggering. Everything that you can do, the minutiae that you can get down to, like even you, you can create an arena for your team yeah and, and you have a bunch of like prebuilt arenas to pick from. But then once you get in there, then you can change this and you can change that and you can do different colors for the seats and for the railings and for the, for everything. It's absurd, all this stuff you can do. And I got so wrapped up in it. And Mason's like, I thought you were going to play the game. I'm like, well, I am it. i Oh, jeez! <laughs> so I finally just stopped. And I was like, all right, let me just jump into an online game through like the EA sports hockey league. But so the, in the creative team, my one complaint about it, well, it's like two complaints rolled into one. Um, when you're doing the colors on say the Jersey or on anything, At all. Yeah. All they throw up is a bunch of little circles. And say they give you like the default jersey, which is red and white. Okay. Well, on the screen, they say, you know, customize colors. Well, you see like five circles, three are red and two are white. And you're like, uh, (laughs) okay, what's what? Like, I don't know if I change this, what's it going to be?
2: Right. Right.
1: So you have to change it to see what it is you're changing for the color. And then you have to remember it. And right. when you get to like a later thing, I had like 15 different colors there. And I'm like, oh, come on. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is like 15 different colors. I have to figure out what's what. So, mm. and and that's that's one minor thing. They need to label these things or, or make it more clear what you're actually about to change, which one you want to select. Because I want to, you know say i'm happy with this but i want to change one color well i don't know which one it is if i have like three whites or three greens or you know it's it's fucked up um (laughs) i know and i'm complaining about this thing but they've hey man it's a beta just the the volume of stuff they put in there is insane so the other little thing that's a bit of an annoyance when you choose the colors Uh uh-huh All you have is this giant like color picker, but there's no, you know, there's no hex values, there's no, there's no nothing. So, say I want this yellow, well, then I move to the next one and I want that to be that same yellow. Well, close enough. Good luck. (laughs) Maybe, sort of, kind of that yellow, because there's no way to figure out exactly where you were for the other one. You know what I mean? Right. You you can't, you're, you'll be lucky if you can get the exact same colors or close enough to the same colors. Um, but really it's, it's the full spectrum. So you could go like hot pink and neon green. If you want, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you could make it just completely obnoxious colors and absurd colors. Um, but I started out doing like a Vegas team just for the hell of it sure um and i was just messing around with it they give you a, like a decent amount of logos they give you a lot of um alternate logos for the nhl and then a bunch of just crazy ones that they made up um and then different fonts and things for the for the lettering and the numbers on the jersey and everything yeah so you can really you can get deep into it. Like the style of the pants, the color of Mason saw the one with stars down the side. And he's like, Oh, I want the stars. And he's like, I want to change. I want it to be a red star and an orange star. And I could I start changing. I'm like, I don't know if we can do that. And I'm, this is where I got into like 15 colors. Yeah. And I start changing the colors and I'm like, okay, wait, okay. So we can do the top and the bottom star are one color. And the middle star is another color. <laughs> So we can do that. We can do two colors. What do you want? (laughs) Oh God. So that's when he started getting into it. So we're messing around with all that, but it's just freaking crazy. It's so cool. Like I just messing around with this on, on the stream. I was like, Oh my gosh. And I said, I'm going to spend like days just in this mode alone because then you, you create your team and you can basically do an expansion draft. I mean, you could pick an entire team. You could pick all the players off an entire team. But I, I went in and I'm like, well, let me do it real. So I can only pick two players from every team. And I'm like, and I started picking and I'm like, okay, from, you know, Boston, I'm picking this. And then from Calgary, I'm picking this. And I was like, oh shit, this could going to take forever. It's <laughs> like, I, I, I got to stop this. I have to go play, like actually play a game. Wow. <laughs> but it's, it's insane the amount of work they put into it. It's very, very impressive. I'm really excited just for that section of the game alone. Cool.
2: Very
3: cool.
1: Uh, its I'm glad that they put that in there so we could see it and just get an idea of what it is so far. And I really hope... Well, I mean, considering all the patchwork they did for the first PS4 version... Yeah. And the major work that they did for the f- first PS4 version, they could probably patch in like some kind of cues as to what... You know, when you highlight the color circle, it'll highlight that section of the uniform so you know exactly what you're about to change. Okay. Something as simple as that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You hear that, EA? Get on it. Uh, Yeah, they're all listening. Of course. Uh, Well, I told somebody who sent me something that (laughs) I I said I was going to talk about it on the podcast tonight, so they know. There you go. (laughs) Uh Okay, so – oh, yeah, because actually they had, they were doing a roundtable with the developers, uh, and I couldn't I, – I have meetings and stuff. Ah, okay. So I was emailing back and saying, oh, but I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. So, so they are listening.
0: No, don't do that. <laughs> you haven't listened to the roundtable.
1: Yeah, so uh, the EA Sports Hockey League was the only other thing I really got to play. Okay. Um, because I had spent so much time messing around with the creative Jeez. team that it was just, it was way too late. And I'm like, let me just, let's play online real quick. We can check out a game. And, you know, we jumped in. Uh, they made some changes from last year, the, the gameplay itself. And I saw this at E3 and I talked about it a little bit. The, just the, the way the players move, the physics are so much better. And the, seeing them in motion and seeing yeah. how they react and how they turn and how they stop and how they come back and everything it's it's so much more realistic than it's ever been nice it's going back to the old one the old one's like oh this doesn't look <laughs> nearly as good as i remember it to be yeah <laughs> because it's so much better it's night and day it really is they've they've done a tremendous job with it very cool uh, with And the goalies, of course, the goalies are much, much better and they do a lot more of those movements where they're much more realistic, where it's not just a simple butterfly and you can always pick the corner. It's a butterfly and you try to pick that corner and they'll lean and get their shoulder in the way, like a real goalie would, you know? So it's much different and it's so much better and smooth. uh, the, The online for this... For the past couple of years anyway, has been at least in my experience, has been really good. You can jump in very quickly. Sure. Everybody's in there together. You got twelve guys in there, essentially, <clears throat> all playing or girls. Uh all playing together. Or dogs, cats. Yeah. Uh and it works. It just works really well. It's always very smooth, very you know it's just it's beautiful. I, I love playing EA Sports Hockey League is fun because it is that, I mean, you can you can get a bunch of guys together and have a team sure. and, and do a whole thing, or you can just do that drop in, drop out, like you're walking down to the park and jumping onto the tennis courts with everybody and playing street hockey, you know, hmm, okay, which is, it's just awesome. You can just jump in, play a game or two and jump out, but you've got 12 real people playing the game with you. So it's, it's awesome.
0: That's pretty cool,
1: yeah. People kind of need to learn their defense a little bit, but,
0: you know. (laughs) Bullshit, it's all about
2: offense, 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 offense. Well,
1: well, that's the thing. Like, It's funny because every now and then you'll jump into a game, and that first game I jumped into had this a little bit at the beginning where it's like if you go see a hockey game and they do like the kids between periods, like the five-year-olds between periods all go out on the ice, it's like that where the puck goes and 30 kids go charge the puck. <laughs> and the two goalies are sitting there like, what the hell?
0: It's like dodgeball.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's insane. They, they all go for the puck. There is no positioning. There's no, I do not know anything. So usually I try to play, I either play center or defense because the centerman has to be back in front of the net. Sure. And defense is defense, you know, yeah. I'm usually trying to, to help out there because eh, for the most part, Everybody wants to play offense or play in an <laughs> offensive fashion, even as an offensive defenseman. Uh, but yeah, those those are the two main things I messed around with. That's all I had time to mess around with uh, the other night. Okay. But it's great so far. Nice. The two things I've seen, I'm really excited. And from what I've heard about the creative player, they've added a, like a kajillion faces in there. So you can really go nuts with that too. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I need to jump in there and mess with that and see you know what they've changed in there and then uh the online verses should be, you know, roughly what it was, and hockey ultimate team is gonna be different, so right. Yeah. I'm huh. Check that out. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh Pac Man two fifty six again, mm-hmm. of course, forever. <clears throat> I I've got all but the last trophy now. <laughs> wow. I've I've unlocked every power up at this point and I've
0: So now you just need that number of dots or something right? Uh,
1: no, well, it's not the number of dots, it's the it's the coins basically.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah.
1: And you have to get x number. You have to get uh 2048 2,048 coins to get level eight. Jeez. But then it's like 1024 for level seven uh. and then 512 for level six. So, you know, the first couple levels are easy. Yeah. Because you can get a couple hundred coins, you know, every every maybe two three rounds you can get a couple hundred coins. Sure. But getting up to 2,048 coins, getting up Plus the 1024 plus the 512 plus the, you know, when you add it up, it's exponential and to do it for every single power up.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I have about a third of them up to level eight yeah, and the rest are around level five or six, but it's, it's building up to that 1024 and the uh, 2048. Yeah. 2048. That's just a, Pain in the balls, man, <laughs> it really is. But I'm playing, you know, so it'll just come naturally. So sure, it's fun though. It really is. It's so much nice. fun with a controller.
0: <laughs> it's funny because you were so kind of weary of it. Yeah, originally, and I think it's it was mostly the ties with it being on mobile devices, etc. Yeah. But. Uh, i'm actually pretty surprised you've embraced it well i'm half surprised you've embraced it as much as you have, yeah because I think you Pac-Man. were kind of this i think when it first came out, you were kind of the same way with uh pac man c e d x or whatever i think I thought you were mm-hmm. kind of
1: no I think afraid it of it right a little bit though because well of all the... afraid of it maybe <laughs> well
0: no, but I mean in terms of you know uh, the the chaining and everything else I it thought was you were a little... yeah
1: it was so different yeah yeah, yeah. But man, oh, do I love that one!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we know.
1: Okay, uh, then I played the crap at a Headlander. Nice, uh, which you know I'd played it PSX and I'd played it somewhere else, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, everything about that game, man. The, the style, the I mean, it is such a sixties slash seventies throwback. Oh yeah version of the future you know and i played it with mason and (laughs) yeah he's like why is where's his body i'm like well he was in cryo sleep and all they got was his head Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's good because now he can take over every robot body and have any body he wants and i said this is perfect and he's like Okay, but where's his body? What happened to his body?
0: He's using everybody else's body. He
1: he kept asking that for a while, and then he finally just went with it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But then after a while, (laughs) like... That's awesome. Maybe 20 minutes into the game, he's like, Daddy, why do you keep picking girl bodies?
0: (laughs) Well, son, let me tell you about Daddy.
1: (laughs) And and it's funny, because when he finally noticed it and said it, I was in a space where there were... five robots there and they were all girls. I'm like, I, I don't have a choice. There's no guys here. I said, what am I going to do? And then when I picked a guy, he's like, you're still picking girl, body. I'm like, no, that's a guy body. Look, see how the girl is walking. See how the guy is walking. They're different. Yeah. Cause they're all, they all, they're robot bodies and they're all slim and slender. And he's just thinking it's a girl body. So it was just funny. That was his thing. He was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but they sent me. I forgot that. That reminds me. I they sent me a, a lunchbox, a Headlander lunchbox. What? Yeah. What the fuck. Just out of nowhere, and a, a Headlander lunchbox that had, you know, the thermos in it and <laughs> a uh, candy ring. You know, like a like a lollipop ring, yeah, yeah, with like the diamond lollipop on it. Yeah, uh, a lollipop whistle, which Mason just fuck? went to town on the other night. <laughs> he absolutely loved it.
0: I'm kind of upset.
1: Uh, Pop rocks. You know, it's just candy. It was filled with candy and junk.
0: I don't care. I'm I'm upset.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure you're going to send out emails after we're done. No. <laughs> Uh yeah it's it's cool though. Um but I mean regardless of that I I had professed my love for this game when I first saw it back at sure. PSX and it is cool cuz I really because we were sitting there I said well let's play that cuz he saw you know he had the candy and everything I said well let's play that game. Let's do that right now cuz I want to see how far we can get into it. And we were getting pretty deep into it. We played it for a couple of hours and it just gets better and better. Yeah. For for a game that seems like it's a, you know, one trick pony, it's a gimmick. You're a head and you can pop off and then take the other bodies and you have like this little suction that you can pull the heads off with suction and that's great. Right. Um it seems very thin as a premise, but it's not. Like you there's so much to it and they keep changing things up where now the red security doors you have to get through. You have to have the red robot body, and the orange security doors you have to have the orange one, and the yellow, yeah, and the, yeah. it, it just goes on and on. And you have to find them, and they're more vicious. And you can upgrade your head and get the better suction going. And, <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of suck off your head jokes and things like that. Yeah.
3: And
1: then you can add a headbutt, which is so much easier. You. You fly right in, you headbutt them, and knocks their head off and drops your head in immediately. Right. So there's all these little upgrades that change the way it plays out, and it's filled with humor, and it's it's just such a good game. Nice. Uh, I played Mutant Mud Super Challenge. Oh, nice. Fuck that fucking game.
0: (laughs) I heard it's extremely difficult now. It really is.
3: (laughs) Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I actually played it for a half hour, 40 minutes, and I was bouncing around from. I was like, okay, I'd, I'd start like level 1 1. I'm like, okay, let's go. Oh, 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 like eight deaths. I'm like, all right, let's try 1 2. Oh, fuck this one. All right, 1 3. Oh, fuck this. And then I was bouncing all over the. I was bouncing into all the different levels all over the place. Just. And after like five, six deaths in each of them, I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. And one of them, I'm like, I'm cruising. This is great. I'm doing. And then I died. I'm like, what just happened? Wait, how did I
3: die? I ran
1: out of time. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Because I forgot there's a timer in there. Sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to kill all these guys and take my time and I'm trying to find all the hidden stuff and I'm, and then the timer ran out. I'm like, (laughs) shit. (laughs) yeah, it's really hard, Um, but it's good. It's it's really good.
0: Yeah, I have it. I just haven't played it yet.
1: Uh, then we played a bunch more Skylander Swap Force. Nice. Uh, because <laughs> we had to stop at a Toys R Us because he desperately had to go to the bathroom on the way back from Brooklyn. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's a Toys R Us right here, so let's stop. And I know there's a bathroom in there. Good. <laughs> so we go in. Yeah, exactly. And I said, well, I'm just going to go in just in case they, you know, there's something worth getting in there. Yeah. Uh, so while they're in the bathroom, the bathroom happens to be right next to all the toys to life stuff. And I'm like, wow, sure. oh, that's nice. So I'm looking around and the Skylanders were buy one, get two free.
3: Okay. And I went, oh
1: Whoa, God. buy one, get two free. All right, well, let's see what's here. So I'm looking at, I'm like, well, uh, okay, not, superchargers because we have all those. Right. <laughs> I walked around the other side, the problem with Toys R Us and Skylanders. And I've noticed this cause I've looked every time they have a sale. Mm-hmm. They generally have, you know, they have massive walls of Skylanders, right? Aisles full of them. But when you look closer, they have probably about eight or nine different Skylanders. But like, 80 of each, you know? So if you've got those eight or nine, you've, you've got them all. (laughs) There's nothing, you know, they have a very limited selection for such a massive aisle that they've filled. They just don't do any variety. And most of the stores tend to have the exact same characters. Oh, for whatever reason, it's like the Toys R Us buyer was like, these will be the popular ones and just bought those. And then they're (laughs) stuck with them and they're desperately trying to get rid of all of them. Uh, every now and then you'll spot like one or two that are different in a different store. And that's what I I spent my time. I'm digging through the, I'm like, got that, got that, got that, got that. (laughs) Now, now I know I have all these now, where is a different one? And I'm digging and I found a couple different ones. So, we got them and you know, we're coming home and everything. And Mason's like, we haven't played Skylanders, the one where you can change the characters. And I'm like, swap force. He's like, yeah. He's like, we haven't played that in a long time. I'm like, yeah, we haven't. (laughs) He's like, we can use our new Skylanders in that. So I was like, yeah, we can. So let's do that. So, you know, we're playing with that and then we're, he's swapping. He's like, I need two swap characters and he grabs two of them. And then he's, you know, mixing them up. And he's like, daddy, look at this. And then uh-huh. he's mixing them up again. His like, daddy, look at this. <laughs> he's having so much fun with that. Sure. Um, but we, we, you know, dug through a bunch of levels and everything. And it's funny because I played this on the PS3. Yeah. I did not play these areas that we're playing right now. I, uh-huh. I guess you can play through it one way or another. I, I thought it was, you kind of had to go through the story mode, but, I'm hitting areas that I was like, I've never been here before. And I got pretty far into the PS3 version, I thought. I, sure. I got, multi, you know, like six, seven, eight levels in, wherever it was. But That's what you thought. Uh, apparently. But even like the first level, I'm like, I've never seen this level before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is. And it's strange, but it's fun because I'm seeing all the stuff I haven't seen. And, you know, Mason's seeing... Because some of the characters carry over, but yeah. they have like a different version of them between giant... Like they're in different poses and they're a different whatever, you know? So between this one and this one, you can have different characters and, you know, we needed a magic character. And I'm like, oh, let's get Spyro. Yeah. Spyro, man. And he's like, who's Spyro? And I'm like, Spyro. Aww. He wouldn't know, you know. And I'm like, this is, he's the main reason this game exists is because of Spyro. They, they used him and yeah. he had his own games and we'll play his games at some point, but he had his own games and now he's here. And <laughs> I don't think they've done a Spyro since, I don't know if they did one for Trap Team, but they did not do one for Swap Force. Okay. Uh, or not swap or for superchargers. Um, I have one for swap force. I don't know if there's one for trap team, so I don't know if they've kind of just set Spyro aside, which is kind of a bummer, but yeah. Mm. Uh, so that's one of those ones, you know, we'll play it a couple of nights and then he'll forget about it for a week or two and then we'll play it again for a couple of nights. And... <laughs> so, uh, and then I finally picked up a game. This This game has been on the Xbox One for quite a long time, but it was always 20 bucks. I kept waiting for it to go on sale. I was like, this isn't on the PS4. I want this. Yeah. It's never on sale, and I don't want to pay $20. bucks. i will just wait. And it never went on sale. Or if it did, I missed it. And it came out on the PS4, and it had a PS Plus discount. Okay, so I was like, discount, and I bought it. <laughs> uh, nice, lifeless planet.
0: Yeah, we just—I didn't realize we had a review code for it, so I just oh. assigned that one today.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Um.
1: Well, and this is like I said, this one that I've had my eye on for a long time because, like the the first shot of it is an astronaut on this desolate, rocky, barren wasteland. Right. And there's telephone poles. Yeah. And apparently there is, you know, the other screenshot I saw was uh, there's a town, like a neglected old falling apart town right? that looks like it belongs on Earth, but it's in this desolate wasteland, and there's a Russian flag flying. Right. And the idea is you are an astronaut who gets on this spaceship with a bunch of other astronauts and flies off faster than the speed of light to some other planet somewhere. And you were told it's this oasis and this incredible place. And you get there and you crash land and you had a concussion. You wake up, all you, everybody's gone. You're on your own. It's a desolate wasteland and there's telephone poles and a town and, a Russian flag and somehow the Russians were there and this isn't the utopia that you were told it was going to be and where the fuck's your crew and what's going on. And it's like everything that I'm like, I want this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so playing it.
4: eh, Uh Oh
1: yeah. Um, so I was excited, you know, I, you wake up and you're next to the spaceship and I'm like, all right, all right, there's this huge, where am I going to go? I could go out this way. I could go out there. Well, they need to guide me somewhere. Okay. I see sort of a grooved path in the ground. I'm sure they want me to go that way. I said, well, all right, I'll just follow it for a little bit just to see what they want me to do. And then I'll come back to the ship and I will wander off in this direction just to see what's out here, just to see how far it'll let me go. You know? Okay. Because, you know, this is me. I have to do this. Um, so, as I'm walking along that path, suddenly I, there's a beeping and everything starts to get black in the, you know, tunnel vision.
0: What, you run out of oxygen?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I have to know, well, I, I'm running out of oxygen and I have to find oxygen. And off in the distance, you can see this little flashing thing and I'm like okay so that's where the oxygen is okay so I run off and of course there's this little ship that has landed I guess it's part of your ship and there's oxygen there okay and it's like okay you're good for eight hours and I'm like
0: uh, oh, I hate games like that
1: so now they're gonna force me in the direction they want me to go and I can't really explore because if I go off and explore I'm gonna run yep. out of oxygen and and I'm like
0: uh, yep I never like games like that.
1: So, yeah, that kind of just took the wind out of my sails almost immediately. Ten minutes into the game, I'm like, oh, no. So, I mean, I guess technically I probably could have wandered back towards the spaceship and wandered off, but it probably would have immediately gone, oh, you're out of oxygen. Run back, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just trudged on where it wanted me to go, and I was kind of bummed out about that because I'm like... You have this great mystery and this really crazy, barren wasteland, and all I want to do is explore, and you're not going to let me explore. You're going to force me down a path because reasons, you know? Sure. Whatever. Sure. So, I played it for a good couple of hours. Um, okay. And so... I'm enjoying the mystery of it. I'm not enjoying the gameplay so much. Okay, Because at this point I'm not exploring. I'm like when I found the town, I'm like, okay, there will be flashing things on the ground hidden around the town that I have to pick up because one of them is going to be oxygen. One of them is going to be a message. One of them is going to be, and I'm running through the town Just running past these things, looking for that flash. And I'm like, oh, there's one. Okay, well, there's one. (laughs) So I'm not even really enjoying it. I'm just going through the motions at this point, you know? Right. Because I feel like there's nothing else for me to do. I can't explore. There's nothing for me to see. And if I try to explore and get too far off the beaten path, it's going to force me back. Uh, like even, you know, I had to get oxygen and I start walking off to this building off in the distance and as I get closer to the building, this sort of tornado, small tornado starts Okay. and is moving slightly towards me and I'm like, okay, so I have to kind of walk around to try to get away from it and it starts to follow me and it essentially pushes me into the building. Okay. So it forces you to go into the building. You can't explore around the building and find your way in there on okay. your own time. You're forced into the building and you find something in there, which you know it's not a it's not a huge building like yeah. you could walk around it really quick. You didn't have to force me into it. I I would have found it. <laughs> yeah. It's little things like that where I'm just I'm like I don't know if I like the design of this thing. I'm really mm. Which, it's it's killing me because I love the setting and I love the idea. Right. I love the concept. I love... I, the execution is just not there for me right now. So... Mm. But, yeah. I need to continue. So... Yeah. Uh, that's... That's all I played. I mean, I, I did play Batman and other stuff, but I'll talk about that after the break because that's a sure. whole Bandai Namco and Earhart, which I need to get into, which... Oh, dude.
3: <laughs> we
1: talked briefly about that and I told you it's it's a twin stick shooter kind of, but it's it's a roguelike and you're like, "Oh, fuck that." And I was like, "Oh, yeah." And I played it. <gasps> it's cool. nice, it's really, really cool. Um, nice. So, yeah. Uh and I've been watching the crap out of 12 Monkeys.
0: Oh, the TV show? Yes. I just never gave it a chance yet. Oh, you
1: have to yeah i'm almost at the end of the first season and it is so
0: good hmm. yeah it's, i've heard good things about it wow it's plus good. isn't q in it uh q not, i think q is no. in that show at some point
1: not that i've seen because I, I, I thought at i saw him, of the him first on the new season.
0: season i thought i saw him in an f in a uh, commercial well,
1: thanks for spoiling
0: it <laughs> i don't know I, it might be something else no
1: um No, the the main character, and I'm looking at him, he's got longish hair, and I'm looking at the guy, and I'm like, I know this guy, I know this guy, and he was Pyro from the original X-Men movies.
3: Oh, okay. (laughs)
1: I was like, holy shit, he's grown up. Look at him. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, And uh, what's his face? Uh, Kirk Acevedo from from everything, from Oz mainly. Sure. is, Is what I know him from. And I like him as an actor. I'm like, Oh him, yeah, I like this guy. Uh, and there's a couple other people that you recognize and everything. One of the guys, uh, had a, rec- he was a recurring character in okay. hell on wheels. I think. And it's just funny to see him here. Cause he's just a creepy old guy and that's, he plays the creepy old guy as usual. um, <laughs>
0: But oh, ch- Kirk Acevedo, he was in um Saving Private Ryan. Was he? Yeah. Who was he in that? He was just one of the one of the team. Probably I I don't remember him. I'm pretty sure in he there. was. He looks really familiar. Almost positive. I think he's there. the one that gets the knife.
1: No, 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 no. That was um that was uh was,
0: Oh no, was, I'm sorry. He was in Banner Brothers, duh. He was toy. Band Banner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was a World War Two thing.
1: No, yeah. Uh, the guy that gets the knife, is he's the guy that does all the... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Those movies he's, now. Uh,
0: Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. Adam Goldberg.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this was Joe Toy. That's right. Okay. Um,
1: so, I love what they've done with it. Like, they've taken, you know, the concept uh, and run with it in their own direction. Cool. Which is really cool. They don't try to take the movie and expand on it. They take the concept and the same thing. There's army of the 12 monkeys guys being sent back in time. And right. You know, all the basics are there, but they've twisted it in their own way. And I love the way they've done it. It's, it's a really cool idea and it's a really cool way to make it all happen. And I finally, I've hit a point where all these threads are coming together and all this stuff is happening and it's just mind-boggling because it it as you jump from scene to scene it's like year 2035 yeah year 2015 yeah year and and sometimes you're jumping back and forth like scene to scene it's like you're here and then you're there and then you're here and then you're there and you're with different characters here and then you're with other characters there and it's it, just keeping track of it sometimes is just it it'll mess with your head it's like well wait he was here before but he was here earlier in time and now he's here later but he's because he jumps back and forth to the same people but you know he hits one person and he's like yeah i met you in 1985 he's like I didn't meet you in 19... Well, good. it hasn't happened for you yet. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's got all that cool time travel, you know, just mess with your head. Sure, kind of stuff. sure, So it's really good, though. I'm really excited, and I'm excited to get through the last couple episodes, last two episodes of season one and hit season two now. So. Right. It's fantastic.
2: Nice.
0: But
1: yeah, that's it, and I'll talk the other stuff when I get there. So Okay.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, I haven't played a lot. The uh, the whole weekend I was at my parents' house uh, for for my birthday. I had to go do the birthday shit, whatever. Uh, yeah. But went and hung out with friends to watch the Brewer game and and smoked a shitload of meat for for coworkers that came into town. Uh, and as a joke, uh, there's this long running joke that one of the guys that works in California at our San Francisco office, uh, somebody started joking that. All he likes is smoked tofu because he lives in California. So I actually smoked some tofu and oh, brought it over and put it in front of him today. And he's like, what is that crap? I'm like, what do you mean? It's your favorite dish. <laughs> so, uh, and of course I, I put, I put it up on Facebook telling people it was a joke and you know, everybody gets all serious about it. Well, if you would have marinated it and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, it was for a fucking joke. I don't know how many times I got to tell you that. Cause yeah, it did it apparently tasted just awful. Because uh, I didn't do anything with it. I literally just put it in the smoker for like two hours just to give Ugh. it color. Well, the thi- the, you know, here's the funny thing. I researched it a little bit to see if it was even possible. The site that I found, this guy had this whole guide about it. He never once said do anything to it except for smoke it. And this is a vegan dude saying all this. He's like, don't you know, there was never anything about marinating it, putting anything on it, nothing. So that's what I did. And as part of the joke... I wanted to make sure I did it in the true vegan fashion. So, of course, I had to go buy it at Whole Foods because we have a Whole Foods in Milwaukee now. Uh, So, I went and bought it at Whole Foods. And I put it in an aluminum pan so it never touched the grill where the meat's been. Mm -hmm. And I did it all like that because in my head, it's funnier that way. Um, So, yeah. we. But then, even worse, um, a couple of the coworkers actually put a sign up that said lemon bars with a question mark after it and they pointed an arrow down to the pan and somebody actually tried it. <laughs> they thought it was a lemon bar. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. So that made things even funnier. Uh So anyway, played... uh Didn't really play too much on PlayStation this week. Um Just kind of the normal stuff. Played a couple of the arcade classics like Gradius 2. Uh, I busted the Retron out because we've been—I've been messing a lot with that shield still on the emulator stuff, and we wanted to bust the uh, the Retron out and try Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball to see if Rock's cartridge still had all the players' names on it, and it did. So I downloaded the file and backed it up, and now his cartridge isn't showing the names anymore. So I don't know if the Retron screwed something up or Ooh. if his battery just died, wow. uh, because it's finally been used after how many years? That might be it. Yeah. So I looked up how to change up the battery and, uh, like this one guy was saying, oh, you're going to have to solder this and solder. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I looked at it and it's just, it's, it's a, a CR, well, it's a CR 2032. <laughs> it's, it's a standard battery. Oh yeah. But, um, apparently they put kind of like hot glue under it to secure it. So the guy's like, just get an exacto knife. Like this other, this other page I found, he's like, just get an exacto knife, pop it out. Boom. Done. So, I'm probably going to try to swap that out. I got to get a I don't know where the hell my bid is anymore. So, I'm going to order a tool, you know, the old Nintendo tri-tip tool. Um, and probably try that next week, but uh it, it was funny. I wanted to mess around with the Retron, and I've been buying some SNES games lately. So, just to mess around with it, I threw Legend of Zelda Link to the Past in and ended up playing it for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause laughs> it's such a good game. It's seriously my favorite Zelda game ever. Is the Super Nintendo led uh, a link to the past? I I just I adore that game. Uh, It's it kind of sucked because with my left hand it was really tough to do the D pad. And I bought a SNES Advantage joystick, but I keep forgetting it at my parents' house because I had to ship there. And again, I was at my parents all weekend. Totally forgot to bring it with me this week. So I'm an idiot. Um, But man, that game is so damn good. Uh, So if you have a Wii U, it is up on the Virtual Console. If you ever liked Zelda games at all, it's so worth it. It is just it's so awesome uh and then played well i played some of the ken griffey baseball i I had a couple of great games with that uh played more with the the emulators just messing around with that um i was gonna take the shield with me this weekend but i knew I was gonna be pretty busy and i was uh i had a i bought a new coleman road trip grill because my other one just went to shit after so many years and prime day they had it down to ninety nine bucks so i bought one of those and put that together and I, like I said, I smoked meat like three days out of the four that I was up there and um, and then I get invited over to my friend's house at, for the brewer game on Friday. They're like, ah, come over and watch the brewer game and I get there and they're like, oh, you're cooking by the way. So, <laughs> but sat over there with them all night and uh, watched the brewers and had a really good time. Um, I'm trying to think game-wise if I really played anything else though. It, it It's really just, it was going through some SNES games on the Retron and it sucks. You know, I bought I wanted to get a power base converter for the Genesis because it'll work on the retron. Um, but the, the ones that were actually made for the Genesis, you know, the big black one that would sit on top, um, they're kind of hard to find and they're expensive. So if you go, I think it's like stone age gamer actually has, it looks like a Genesis cartridge and it's got a cart slot on top and you can actually, it's a, it's a power base converter. Uh, The only thing is you can't use, I think it's like four games that were made for Master System that were on the card. You can't use those, obviously, because it's just got the cartridge slot. Um, And I was hoping I had a Master System game around so I could try that, because they updated the firmware on the Retron so that if you use a power-based converter and you use an American game that supports it, it'll actually support the Yamaha FM chip that Hmm. was in the Japanese Master Systems.
1: I have the... The power base converter.
0: Oh, cool! It'll work on the Retron.
1: Yeah, I, I plugged yeah. it in here. I've used it.
0: <clears throat> so I had actually I bought one from Mark because he bought he bought me an Everdrive a long time ago, and I wanted to return the favor. So I bought him one because I haven't been able to use it yet. I don't have any Master System games here; they're all packed away. Uh, he put our type in, and he's like, "It works perfectly." Because he and I both have Japanese Master Systems that Martin found us a long time ago, uh, because the Japanese Master System had that extra sound chip in it. And to save money in the U.S., the U.S. model never had it. Um, so I bought that, and I've still got it. And I, I, wasn't, I was like, all pissed. I'm like, oh, I wanted to use it. So, but I, I can report that it does work. You don't even have to buy... Uh, that Stone Age Gamer actually has a power base converter that has the FM stuff built into it. And it's like 60 bucks or 70 bucks. You don't want to get that one if you have a Retron. You just need the cheaper one because the Retron itself has the support for it. So it's right in the firmware now. Hmm. So, And the cool thing is, a lot of the American games support it, but it just doesn't say anywhere. So go out to the internet, just look it up. Just look up FM Sound Master System. It's a complete list of games. Um, so if the game supported it in Japan, it usually supported it in the U.S. as well. They just didn't have the chip over here. So that's why originally Mark and I got these Master Systems from Japan, because then we got a converter uh, board, and and... He ju- Mark one day, because he's got a Dremel and everything, he just took a shell of a, a Genesis cartridge and put this converter in there, and you just pop it in into the slot, and then you put the game in the top, and it works fine. And uh, yeah, but the Retron fully supports it, and it's the cheaper power-based converter. It's like 30 bucks, So it's a really cool thing, and, and the sound is very different. You can look up some YouTube videos. Uh, just like I said, look up Master System FM Sound. And it was this custom Yamaha FM sound chip that, for the for the day, I mean, you're talking about you know the NES era, had some pretty sweet sound. So it, it's really cool they did that with the Retron, and you know, going back to the Retron a little bit, I I was way behind on firmware. I'd upgrade it twice, of course. Yeah, and I
1: might have to do that too.
0: <clears throat> my SD card was giving me problems though because it's got that little physical switch back and forth to make it read-only or, yep. or writable. And I don't know if it was getting stuck or what, yeah. but I was having a lot of problems with that.
1: I did too. The last time I had to update.
0: Yeah. So, but I got it all done. Uh, I mean, the process is actually, it seems a little bit easier now. It it doesn't... It's still, you know, kind of dumb because the retron's not online or anything, but uh, the process was pretty cut and dry for me. And... The firmware, I mean, it's really changed a lot of things. The interface has always been pretty decent on it. But uh, the one thing to watch out for is that they added a new option for the cartridge to quick load. When that was turned on, Ken Griffey would not launch on SNES. Hmm. So I just turned it off because I think it loads fine already. I thought that was kind of silly. But I put Ken Griffey in and it wouldn't load, wouldn't load. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I started looking through the menus and I found this quick load thing. I'm like, I wonder if that's screwing it up. Turned it off. Boom. Game came right up. So that's something to be aware of if you have a Retron 5. is uh, You might just want to turn that off by default. So, mm. yeah. Uh, watched. I finished completely uh, the season 4 of Elementary, which was really good. I also completely finished 30 Rock finally, so I'm I've got that that uh, demon off my back and I've started watching because everybody's been talking about it, started watching uh, the Netflix uh, yeah. show stranger things. Yeah. So I'm only four episodes into it, but I really like it. It's got a lot of callbacks. Like it's mentioned, it, it's got a lot of callbacks to a lot of the f- earlier films from like, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg and John Carpenter, et cetera. Uh, and Winona Ryder's in it. I'm a huge fan of Winona Ryder. Uh, it's a lot of unknown people, but the people that are known are freaking excellent in the show so far. Uh, Matthew Modine's in it. And uh, I always forget the guy's name, but he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, he was in, like, Sports Night, and and I don't know. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he plays the sheriff, and I love the fact that they're not making the sheriff kind of a bumbling idiot like they always make in this kind of thing. Uh, that's one thing I just really like that they're doing, but... So far, I think it, it it is a little slow at times, but I'm really liking it so far, so I'm very compelled to finish it off. I just don't know when I'm going to have the time to do that. Uh, and other than that, I, I got the Watchmen Ultimate Director's Cut Edition or whatever, but I haven't had time to watch it yet. I really like the movie. Uh, I know some people bag on it. I don't know why, but I really like the movie, and I'm excited as hell to see this. Uh, the other Blu-ray I got, though is a movie called The Green Room. And it's with Anton, Anton Yelchin. Patrick Stewart's in it, along with some other actors you'd recognize. Uh, comes very, very, very highly recommended by a lot of movie critics that I know. And I'm excited as hell to watch it again. I just don't know when I'm going to have the chance. But I finally got that. So I'm, I'm really stoked to, to finally watch that movie because it never hit a theater theater near me, obviously. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. I, I've just been running around doing a lot of stuff, working and life and getting ready for this trip. And yeah, it's been pretty crazy. So with that, let's take a break.
4: All
0: right. All right. When we come back, we'll, uh, hear about Josh's adventures last week and, uh, I'll do around PS nation. We'll hear Josh review some NICO accessories. We'll hear Josh review Batman: The Telltale Series, Episode One: Realm of, Realm of Shadows, <gasps> and a couple of emails. We'll get the hell out of here! We'll be right back. since Josh is just going to be a big wuss and not want to do it himself because apparently he has to talk afterwards. Yeah. I guess I'm going to tell everybody what's going on around PS Nation. I'm just going to fumble through this like you wouldn't believe. All right. uh, So first up, I think this is where we left off. And if it's not, oh, well. Uh, Ray's review of Neverwinter went up on the on the site. Uh, it's what? A game that no, we,
1: no, 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 huh? no, no, no!
0: I sent you a list, man. You did.
1: Look in Skype.
4: Start oh, at the bottom.
0: I never look in Skype. Neither do I. Uh, I don't see anything in Skype. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, there! Ah, there it is. Maybe if you hit enter. Okay, am I going from the bottom? Up? Yes. Well, I was right then. No. Dick? No. Oh, weren't? Shit. All right. <laughs> Dick? I didn't scroll, I didn't scroll down. Uh huh. On the bottom of it, when I didn't scroll, that's where it was. All right. Yeah. Uh, but you didn't tell me who fucking posted it. Damn it. Well,
1: that's why you have to have the website up. <laughs> well, I did. Or you did. just have to know.
0: I did. Yeah, well, I don't edit the reviews. Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess first up is a game that we talked about earlier on in the show. Uh, MJC's review of Headlander, for the PS4. Uh, I remember him talking about it. He seemed to enjoy the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. So, And, of course, we all love the style. Then we've got last week on Daily Poll, the week of July 22nd. And this seems to be inspired by... A lot of different stuff. There's some stuff about Evo. I see some Pokemon Go stuff. We did that one. Oh, did we? Yeah. Well, wait. But uh, that was posted after Headlander. Well, all right. So we did that one. (laughs) All right. See, this is just me fumbling through this. Uh, Next up, review of Militant for the PS4. This is from MJC as well. Uh, it's a game I saw at PSX, I believe, two years ago. I think it was the original PSX I saw this game at. Small studio. I believe they're in Mexico or Costa Rica, maybe. Uh, I was really looking forward to this game. It's uh, kind of a, a platformer, action platformer. Uh, it sounds like there were some problems with it, though, unfortunately. So, But give it a look. Good review by, by MJC, as, as always. Uh, next up... The review I mentioned earlier, Ray's review of Neverwinter, which is a game that we've streamed at least once already. Uh, we've actually got some more codes to give away, so I've got to do that sometime sooner, give them to the staff to give away. Uh, see, I'm flipping back and forth now. Oh, <clears throat> so this one's interesting. Uh, this is Chaz's review of the new Ghostbusters game. So I watched him live stream it for a while, and I was like, oh, this actually doesn't look too bad. It, it looked pretty solid and everything. Uh, but he seemed to have some problems with it, especially it just seemed to kind of drone on and on. The developer of the game filed for bankruptcy three game, three days after the game came out. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't usually speak too well to things. It was repetitive. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's
1: what, it what he got like. into. That he really enjoyed it when it started, and he was like, hey, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. This is cool. Yeah. But after the 800th time, you're doing the same thing, it becomes just a trudge and a chore and a nightmare.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. That's too bad. It actually looked pretty solid. Uh, Next up, Andy's review of Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13 on the PS4. Uh, Did not even get a chance to look at this one. So, I haven't looked at much lately. I've just been really busy. Uh, uh, Pretty interesting score. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, uh, Jason Honecker's review of God Eater Resurrection, which is for PS4, PS Vita, and PSTV, cross by. I believe... Is it cross by?
3: No. I,
0: th- I was going to say, I thought I gave him two it'll, different codes.
1: It'll say it there.
0: Okay. You want me to open this shit, too? Jeez. Well,
1: it'll... T- that's why
0: I do these <laughs> reviews like that,
1: because it'll tell you what, what you yeah. need to know right there.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, screenshots look really good, and it looks very clean and everything. Uh, That's a pretty interesting score. (laughs) I think it's, yeah. I know the God Eater games are usually pretty popular, so, yeah. 7.5 gig for PS4, 3.36 gig for Vita and PSTV. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, check that out, though. Uh, Next up, Sean's review of Prison Architect... Uh this one took a little bit longer. Like I said, Sean was having some some uh some issues getting some stuff uh online and everything. He was having some internet problems. Uh but this is a game that Josh, you talked about a while back, right? We had yeah. like a preview of Xbox it or One code, yeah. Yeah. So uh interesting concept for a game. It's kind of reverse of what a lot of these games are. Uh where you're actually building stuff to keep the prisoners in. Uh instead of trying to break out or, you know, something like that. Uh, it seems that Sean really enjoyed it, though. So yeah. I don't know if I'd be a fan of that game.
1: Yeah, I got a little weirded out because one of the first things I had to do was build uh, an electric chair.
3: Yeah. To execute oh, somebody. Afraid. And I was like, this,
1: I don't <laughs> think I like this. <laughs> it's just a little too. And, and, and even with the, you know, cartoony, cutesy graphics, I was like,
0: eh, you smelly, hippie douche. Such a pacifist.
1: I feel odd about building an electric chair to electrocute somebody
0: that I don't even know. What if it's a video game version of the movie The Horror Show, and you have to build the electric chair to take out Max Jenke, only to make him stronger? Now there's a reference.
1: See, it's all context.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not Wes Craven's crappy shocker the horror show was 10 times better.
1: It's all context. And with this, I don't think there was really any, I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't know what he had done. I didn't, I was just like, it's not
0: your job to know that your job is to perform the execution.
1: Yeah. I I don't think I want that job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have to have a special aversion to, to morals to have that job.
1: Yeah, tell time. But also know that
0: you're, yeah, uh, and Jodie Foster's
1: dad from Contact.
0: (laughs) Oh God, (laughs) God, I hated that movie. Love that movie. I've never seen The Green Mile.
1: Oh, that is such a good movie.
0: Yeah, Rock loves it too, and I've just never sat down to watch The Green Mile.
1: Mister Jangles. Oh my gosh,
0: (laughs) pick my hand, Yeah, it's a
1: really good movie. I and I'm not a big Stephen King guy. Yeah. And I was just like, nah. we watched it one night, and I was like, holy shit, this was awesome.
0: Yeah, I I just, I never got around to watching it. It's one of those, it, there aren't that many on that list anymore, but you know, there's always those few out there that people just love, and I've just never gotten around to watching them.
1: I mean, between between Forrest Gump, uh, Jody Foster's dad from Contact, and <laughs> Zefram Cochran, the the oh, first, first man yeah to yeah. use warp drive the first human to use warp drive it's it's a great cast and oh and uh what's his face the uh the praying sniper from saving private ryan okay and uh the crazy actor dude who married like a 16 year old girl
0: and- oh um he was in well, he he actually was really good in a movie though.
1: Well, he was fantastic in this.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I think that's what he's known for is that one. But he played uh, like a crazy nut job. I can't remember the character's name in the Punisher War Zone mm. movie, which is actually a really effing good movie because uh, it's all action. It's it's what Punisher fans wanted, uh, and it's Ray Stevenson, who I really adore. I think he's just awesome. Uh, and he plays Jigsaw's brother, basically, and and Jigsaw breaks him out of out of out of uh, the psycho ward or whatever. And the dude was excellent in it. Well, he's, he's Courtney Stodden's his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's a really good actor.
0: Yeah, but he's a nut job.
1: But he is, yeah. In in regular everyday life, Doug Hutchinson. He's
0: Doug Hutchinson. There you go.
1: He is just a nut job. He is. Yeah.
0: yeah. Although more power to him, he's what in the sixties, and he uh, no, no, that's just messed up. He was in like he Lost. Just, I remember when he showed up. Yeah, he was in Lost. That about was that. That. that's actually where I recognized him from originally when all that because I used to watch The Soup all the time, so I would find out all of this crazy shit like him marrying Courtney, Courtney Stotten from that show. Yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. in
1: Con Air. He
0: was in what? Yeah, what was he in Con Air?
1: He was. Donald in Conair, which tells me nothing. Oh, that's what I remember. The first thing I ever saw him in was the X-Files. He was Eugene Victor Tombs, Mm. which was one of the best episodes. It was in the first season. I, I, my memory of that was that it came in like the second or third season. It was early in the first season. Okay. And he came back the next season, season two reprise that character because it's a, just a crazy freaking character and he was perfect for the part because he was just psychotic. It was mm-hmm. awesome. And yeah. and then and he shows up in the Green Mile and I'm like, he's playing the same crazy guy again. He <laughs> plays he a does. crazy
0: guy in Punisher Warzone too. Yeah, That's all he does. It's because he's a crazy guy. I don't remember him in Con Air at all. Yeah, neither do I. And I've seen that movie a ton of times. It's probably one of my. It's probably one of my two favorite uh, Nick Cage movies. That and uh, The Rock, and I really like Drive Angry. I think that is just an underrated movie. Like you wouldn't believe. Well, he and wasn't, Drive Angry was made to be in three D, and the three D is stupendous in that movie.
1: He wasn't a major part because I'm scrolling, and he's way down the list. He
0: was probably just another one of the convicts on the plane that. Probably. Yeah. He's way down the list. I can't place him at all. Oh. And like I said, I've seen that movie a ton. Uh, all right. So next up, uh, we've got... See, now I'm all messed up. Yeah. We've got the uh, chance review of Tricky Towers, which we talked about before. Uh, wait, I know wait, he you really... skipped Lost Sea. Oh, shit. Yeah. Lost Sea by uh, by Keith. Uh, an interesting review because Keith didn't realize that it was a roguelike. Yeah. <laughs> and he had he had some trouble kind of understanding things for a while and um I it looks like he finally started figuring out what a roguelike's all about and uh this is from East Asia Soft who did um Rainbow Moon, which is a really phenomenal game. So I you know, Lost looked good to me until I found out it was a roguelike. I don't like roguelikes, so no thank
1: you. Well, this this was This was another one of my favorites with the Hey Editor, Hey Reviewer. Oh, okay. Um, Because I got into some obscure stuff. (laughs) Oh, boy. Just based on things he said, and I was able to just run with it, and I had fun.
0: (laughs) Cool. Nice. Give that a read. Yeah. Uh, Chaz's review of Tricky Towers. That's one of the PS Plus games that's free for PS4 this month. Uh, Chaz seemed to really like it He when, when they announced that it was one of the games he was pretty pleased uh, next up Andy's review of Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus Force this is for Playstation TV and Vita uh, I like these kind of games I'm actually pretty interested in it looks like it's a pretty decent game the score represents that uh, so I actually need to give this a read because I'm very in- intrigued about this game The last one
1: they did, like the one on the PS3, was fun as fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, Next up, man, we had a lot of reviews. Yeah. And we got a lot more coming, too. Yeah. Uh, Chaz's review of Daydreamer Awakened Edition. This is a freaky game. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. The trailer is, you watch it, and it's just like a, a Kojima fever dream, essentially. Uh, But actually, Chaz liked it more than I thought he would, to be honest. so
1: Well, he got hung up on just a weird thing. And when I looked at, well, I'll say it. He got hung up on the way the girl was dressed. Oh, jeez. And when I looked at it, I'm like, I'm not seeing what he's seeing. I think he's projecting something there that, well, at least I'm not seeing. I I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't really
3: have
1: a problem with how she's dressed. He thinks it's underpants. No. That doesn't look like underpants to me at all.
0: No, it's like He thinks it's a
1: young teenage girl with underpants and it's disturbing him.
0: It's, no, it's not
3: underpants.
1: I think he's I got agree issues. With you. It's not underpants. Yeah. I
0: think I think we just learned something about Chaz that we really didn't need to learn. Honestly. Well hey, he
1: wrote it. Uh, what am I
0: gonna do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, next up is Ray's review, and this one he was really excited for. He was asking for this one actually, uh, of Sword Coast Legends. Uh, this is from Digital Extremes, who uh, make Warframe. Uh, this is looks like a dungeon crawler, Diablo esque kind of game. Uh, or he actually kind of compares it to Dragon Age Inquisition to to a certain extent, especially with the combat system. Uh, you can actually build a team and looks like there's some pretty cool batter but it, uh, the view is kind of that overhead three-fourths perspective isometric view uh, yeah, it looks really good pretty interesting score on this one I, I have a feeling he didn't like this one as much as he was expecting to In it. but uh, overall looks like it's a pretty good game not bad for 20 bucks, and that's for PS4 Uh, Next up, a game that we had a hard time finding somebody to review. Uh, This is Ray's review of Moon Hunters for the PS4. Uh, More of an indie title. Uh, Again, kind of an overhead perspective. RPG. I think it's an action RPG if I remember right. I'm trying to keep all these games in my head. Uh, It's not a bad score. But if you're interested in this game, I would read this before you get going. Just to make sure this is what you want to purchase. Uh, this is for PS4. It's $14.99 from Kitfox Games. Interesting. Uh, there's your hands on with Earhart. Oh, PS4 review. Oh, man. Jeez. Andy was all over this one because he has the Japanese version. And I had a hard time finding somebody to uh, to contact about getting one for review. Uh, this is And the game we talked about a couple weeks ago, Gal Gun Double Piece for PS4 and Vita. Again, not cross-buy. You have to buy it separately for PS4 and Vita. Sixty and forty bucks. That's a hundred right there. Woof. But this is the one that we were talking about where you you have to like shoot cute girls or something, and
1: yeah, you have to shoot them with this. What's it called? Some kind of serum, some some uh, hormone, pheromone, something. Okay.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen to this push game them before. off you
1: because like you've you've had a spell put on you and uh, you have to find your true love within one day or something like that or. Right. You know, if you don't find your true love within one day, you will be unlucky in love the rest of your life and you'll never find her.
0: Story of my life, Josh.
1: But you have been overcharged with this. So every single girl is coming at you. Oh, jeez! So you have to push them all away. You have to hit them with all this stuff. And it's a it's an on rails shooter, basically.
2: Right. Right. And
1: you're shooting them just to get them away from you. So you can find that true love wherever she is. I don't know how you pick out the one that's the right one or find the one that's the right one, but she's the in the one there that somewhere.
0: has a good job and can cook. Come it's
1: on. a it's a crazy game.
0: Yeah, it crazy looks nuts, fun. Even from, the, even from the screenshots, it looks. Yeah, like, I, I kind of want to play this. I really want to play it. Yeah, yeah. I may have to may have to drop the cash for it. Uh, next up, uh, MJC's review of. A game that we got to play at PSX this last year, and one I have and I haven't played enough, uh, Kerbal Space Program, which is just an odd title, but uh, it, it's it's unique enough that it's I think it's really fun, especially if you're into like space travel and stuff, because there's kind of some realism points in it. Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff to learn. The well, tutorials take forever because there's so much involved. Um, yeah, it's it, a it was, lot of physics.
1: It's a lot of real physics, and you really have to learn how to build a rocket, and really how to launch the rocket. It's very slow. It's very educational. Yeah. And, yeah, it is what it is. This was on my Steam wish list forever, and even when it dropped in price, I was like, well, it's probably not even going to run on my computer, so I never bought it. And I was like, "Oh, it's coming (laughs) to the PS4. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, I have it, but I haven't had a chance to play it at all, either, so... Right, that's one of those ones that yeah looks cool.
0: It's uh I'm I I had a lot of fun with it. I just really need to sit down and I haven't even finished the tutorials yet because I mean there's there's a lot of it. Yeah, and but I like that the tutorials are are as much as they are because it it doesn't rush you through because there's so much to learn and it lets you kind of play it at your own pace and and get kind of sandboxy with it. Um, The big thing was a lot of people thought that they were going to have a lot of problems bringing the controls, which are very complex in the PC, over to the consoles. And and it sounds like, for the most part, they did a really, really good job of bringing those controls over. Well, for the most part, I said. I know there are some issues. I even had a couple of issues where the window was kind of over the other window, and uh, you kind of wish you could drag it around. But uh, the thing about this is you still have a mouse pointer that you can use, and you can actually use the motion in the DualShock 4 to do more finite mouse movements. Uh, and then use the right stick to actually do the mouse movements themselves. So, I, I mean, they're not perfect by any means. But I think they did a pretty a pretty admirable job bringing those controls over. Because uh, I've seen what the controls are in PC and it was insane. So, yeah. yeah. Check it out, though. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I think that's... Is that it? Batman. Oh, yeah. Your review of Batman The Telltale Series Episode 1, Realm of Shadows went up as well. Yes. And we'll be talking about that because I played it as well. I didn't play the PS4 version, but I did play it as well. And uh, we'll have that later in the show. But you can go read it now. And I don't. I think we talked about this, but I want to make sure we bring this up again. So we, we changed our review policy this year on episodic content. Yeah. Where we're not going to review every episode, et cetera. So what we're doing is we're putting up kind of an extended... We write it as a review for the first episode, but we don't give it a score. And we're not going to give the game a score until the last episode is out. Um, so we're not going to do episodes in the middle, you know, anything like that. So we put an initial review up, and then we're going to finish everything off once the last episode comes out. So that's what's happening here. Uh, Josh wrote a really nice detailed review, but there is no score on it yet. So if you see that there's not a score, that's why.
1: Yeah. Well, it says it at the bottom.
0: Oh, well, nobody reads that. Come on. Yeah. They just, well, they just go to the review and look for the score. And well, if they didn't it says it, it literally, away, right away.
1: no, it says it literally right above the score, <laughs> where it, Does, there is no score. Doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So, last junket, junk week, it. Earhart. Yeah. So, I got to sit down, actually, with uh, the president of Blind Flug Studios, <laughs> and they're from Zurich, Switzerland. Okay. okay, so they were, they came out of this agency, this creative agency called Fine Height. And they do corporate work and they do big campaigns built around complex issues and that's become their thing. So the one he was telling me about, like their early, pro- one of their early projects called Born to Run. Mm-hmm. And it was done in conjunction with the anti-doping associations in Switzerland, Germany, and Austria. So, the idea of it is, it's, it's a racing game. You know, you're a runner and everything. And you can either train normally or you can cheat by taking okay. illegal substances.
3: Yeah.
1: You can get caught as well. Meh and if you're caught you're banned from competition and you get thrown up on the wall of shame for the entire world to see that you were caught <laughs> cheating. And the trick to the game is you you know you're trying to win and trying to get to the top of the leaderboards, you don't know who on those leaderboards cheated their way to the top and who didn't. Right. So it's much like real racing is like real running is and everything where you just never know you know d- did that person really get first place cuz they were the best or did they take something
3: ah so
1: it's one of those things to get you in that mindset that well damn it did i lose did i take second place because that fucker cheated <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's one of those things so that's that's the type of thing they like to do those those issues and build them into games and things like that. Uh, so they went off and, you know, became their own studio, their own little creative game studio. Okay. And the the first thing they did, he was telling me was, uh, this game called first strike and it's on mobile devices. It's a simulation strategy game about nuclear war. Okay. So there's a complex issue right there. (laughs) <laughs> and and you're doing all this strategy trying to figure out, you know, if I build this up, if I put weapons here, is that going to trigger the war? Is this, am I going to do this? Am I going to, and it, it just becomes this nightmare of, you know, trying not to fight, but then if you're going to fight, trying to be the one that wins, and how are you going to win in a nuclear war? And it's, you know, the only winning move is not to play. Yes, we know that. Uh, then. Their next game is called Cloud Chasers: A Journey of Hope. Okay, and that one I downloaded um, because he showed that that to me. Sounds familiar. He showed it to me, and it it is the it is. Earhart is the sequel to Cloud Chasers.
0: Okay. Oh, that's right. You brought that up like last week, and I looked it up. Yeah, and.
1: He was telling me you don't have to play Cloud Chasers to understand Earhart. You know, it Earhart stands on its own. And from what I played and what I saw, it does. It yeah. completely stands on its own and you'd be totally fine never playing Cloud Chasers. But it's really cool. <laughs> and I really <laughs> nice, recommend nice. doing it. Uh it's just got such a cool art style. So it's kind of a three-quarter perspective, almost top-down perspective at times of You're this father and daughter and you're on this planet that's completely dried out. Okay. There's no water left. There's some clouds in the sky and everything. And you're making your way, like all the rich people have jumped in their little ships and flown off into the sky to the little islands in the sky where there's water and there's cities and there's everything and they're safe. You're not rich. So... Your father and daughter, and it's it's basically what they did was it's a kind of a way of looking at migrants. And they took, based a lot of it on real stories of migrants and refugees and their journeys and just the nightmare sure. of trying to get somewhere with limited supplies or no supplies. <clears throat> and that's the idea of it. You Everything is based on water. Here, So you only have so much water. And as you move, you're losing water. Right. And you have to find water as you go. So one of the things you can do is you can deploy this little, this little light glider thing. And your daughter, Amelia, jumps into it. And she flies up. And then it turns into this little flight thing where you go around through the clouds and gather water. Which, mm. easy the first time. But then... <laughs> You get to a point where you get closer to these, to these islands, and they've sent drones down, and the drones are gathering up water. Okay. So then it becomes trouble, you know, that people are trying to take the water, and you're trying to take the water. You need it to survive and get to the next town so that you can survive and continue on. And that's basically what it is. Okay so eventually you get to the end obviously and and you make it to the islands in the sky, and that's where Earhart picks up it's later on Amelia has grown up, and you are Amelia now, and you're <laughs> in these planes and you know on the way, her father told her these these fairy tales of this uh it was a whale way up in the stars okay. and if you Captured the whale. um, You you would... I forget what it is. There's some major thing. If you capture the whale, you'd be rich and famous and have everything you needed forever or something along those lines. So that's her thing. Oh, with Cloud Chasers, there's roughly 260 events, trigger events in the game that are all remixed a different way every single time you play it. That's interesting. So you could... I mean you could play this thing forever. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um but back to Earhart. So now Earhart, it, it is a direct sequel to Cloud Chasers because now you're Amelia all grown up and you're building these planes to make your way up to the stars. The way it's built, so your base, your hangar, is at the bottom level. When you fly out of your hangar The plane points straight up and flies straight up, 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 and then hits level and levels off. And that's level one, essentially. Okay. And think of a series of concentric circles that get larger as they go higher. Sure. And that's how it works. There's, I think, 12 levels. Hmm. And each level gets wider and wider and wider, like larger and larger. The enemies get more difficult and everything. Now, the way it works as a roguelike, you're up there and you're flying around and you're fighting the sky pirates. They're all shooting at you and you're trying to get resources. You're trying to shoot them down and gather up the oil and the airplane parts and things like that. You can gather health there too, but if you start to lose your health and, and your plane is in trouble, you can hit the... Uh, down button on the D pad and dive back down to your, your hangar. But you have to aim for that little runway right in front of your hangar and you're pointing straight down and flying straight down. Not too bad when you're still in control of your plane.
2: Right. Right.
1: (laughs) And not too bad when you're on the lower levels, say you're on a higher level and it's, you know, a much wider circle and you're way off in the corner and you get hit, and now you're in an uncontrolled dive, and your plane is on fire, and it's really hard to control. Trying to get all the way back over to where your base is right, and land it is a huge pain in the ass. It's a nightmare. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so that's one of the things. You have that risk-reward. You have to kind of decide, you know, did I gather enough? Can I, I should just dive down now before, they, before I get shot down. And mm-hmm. it's really freaking hard to hit. Right. The runway at that point. Huh. So you can, you know, you can fight, 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 and then dive back down. You've got all your parts there. You can sell them. You can, you know, use them to, you know, uh, upgrade your plane and everything and, and do all this, all that stuff. The other interesting thing, and this is where they get into their complex ideas and stuff like that. mm mm-hmm. I kept seeing these little things. I'm like, what is that little thing there? Those, those little, he's like, Oh, those are flying fish. I'm like, okay. Of course. (laughs) So flying fish. And as we went up to the second and third level, you could see they get bigger and bigger. Right. Uh, and they're easier to see. Well, the flying fish, they're scattered around the levels. You can catch them and you can sell them to these neutral fishers and traders and stuff that are within the levels and everything. And you know, you can,
0: you know what this reminds me of a little bit, obviously not in the gameplay, but just in the style, yeah. uh, or not in the style, but just how they're doing the different layers is um, flow. Mm-hmm. A little bit where yeah, you can yeah, go exactly. into the different, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very much like that, yeah. <clears throat> That's a perfect analogy for it. Um, so with the fish, this is a crazy thing. There are 12 species of fish in the game, you know, one on each level, and their population just grows naturally, okay? Okay. So you can fish around the level, grab a bunch of them, take them and everything, and they'll eventually replace as they go. The trick to this is the overall population of fish in the entire game is shared by every single person playing the game on their own. Oh, so if all the players start to overfish or try to hunt them too fast and too often you could completely wipe out the fish in the game.
3: Oh wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: you could screw everything up really bad. bitches. <laughs> um, so I mean the the game is just now it's just been greenlit uh, on Steam. Uh, I should say this is coming to consoles in 2017. Right, okay? it's it's in Steam Greenlight right now. They're they're looking to do they're looking to get it up uh, for like a pure beta test just for feedback and everything.
0: Yeah, and on Steam early access. Yeah,
1: uh, by like the end of summer. Okay. Um. So and that's all they they just want feedback and they want to see because what I played was a pretty solid version of the game already
3: yeah
1: um and i was playing it on pc um with just like an xbox controller Um, sure so the fish they're still trying to decide how they're going to do that how many fish are going to be there how you know if they get completely wiped out are they going to come back they will come back but you know, is it going to be days? Is it going to be weeks? Is it going to be, you know, how long are they? They need to tweak all this and play with it and kind of decide how to do this shared resource management out there. Sure. Which is pretty cool, actually.
2: <laughs> um,
1: so, with your oil and scrap parts and everything that you have, you can upgrade your planes. Um, there are five different types of planes. You know, one is tougher, one is lighter, one is more maneuverable, one is, you know, your standard uh, differences in in the planes. You can also change out the the engine, the wings, the turret, uh, and the front guns. That was the other thing. The way it works with the kind of twin stick to it, Mm. um, you have two different guns and you can upgrade those. So you fly with the left stick, obviously, and if you just pull the trigger, that's just your front guns, and they're just shooting whichever direction you're flying. With the right stick, you can aim a little reticule reticle, whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. wherever you want. Aim it in any direction and pull the trigger, pull the other trigger, and you'll shoot a different gun in that direction. Right. So that's kind of how it works. And it actually, it took me a minute to get it. And I was like, Oh, Oh, and I see. And I, it's very quick to pick up, very easy to pick up. The other Hmm. thing you have a harpoon. Okay. And the harpoon you can use on larger fish to, to get them and, and drag them down or on larger planes. Ah. So larger planes can also have like big shields and everything. You use the harpoon to yank the shields out and then attack the planes, or you can grab a smaller plane with your harpoon and drag it right down to your hangar and use the parts. Mm. So there's a whole bunch of different little things in there. It's really cool. And the art style is just awesome. It's it's kind of, it's not low poly, low res, but it's it's somewhere in between. It's fractal.
0: Yeah, it's, it's colorful. In
1: play, very colorful, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm watching a video of it right now, by the way.
1: Yeah. It's it's a really cool game. It's a it's a lot yeah, of fun.
0: I really like this.
1: So yeah, I, I got into it a lot. I was really, really digging it. Um so like I said, it's not gonna hit consoles until twenty seventeen. Uh but they're working on it now. It looks really good already. Uh they've been working on it since February, I think. And okay. it's in good shape already. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna do that early access on steam. They're going to get all the feedback and, you know, put out, go for the f- full version, the final version, uh, sometime early to mid 2017, maybe nice or late. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, it, he said 2017. I'm just hoping early. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but huh. it's cool. Yeah. And we talked about getting one of the guys to come on, um, when they get closer to, you know, some milestone to get somebody on the podcast to talk about it. So
0: I might also try to get one of the guys from limited run games on the, on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be cool. Talk a little bit about, you know, uh, what their motivation was besides being nerds like us to try to get Mm -hmm. physical copies of all these games done, but just kind of what they've had to do. I'm really interested in that.
1: Yeah.
3: So oh, you, cool, didn't, man.
1: you didn't do uh last week on Daily Poll for the twenty ninth.
0: Everybody can go to Psnation.com and check that out for themselves.
1: <laughs> well, I'll just say uh, <laughs> let me see. Oh, it was a lot of San because Diego. You didn't
0: have it you didn't have it in the in the Skype thing.
1: No, well, I didn't have the other one in the Skype thing. You just pulled <laughs> that out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh so was you weren't looking at the scrolling thing at the top, that was your problem.
0: Uh, No, probably.
1: So, San Diego Comic-Con questions, uh, PlayStation Plus questions, Comic-Con
0: questions, Mm -hmm. Comic-Con questions.
1: (laughs) All right. so a lot of Comic-Con. SDCC, SDCC.
0: SDCC. Yep.
1: So, go take a look at those. All right. So, then, Bandai Namco, um, yeah. Namco Bandai, whichever way you want to say it, depending on <clears throat> which Bamco. country we just say you're Bamco. In. Uh, the Thing I get to see every I, they do this every year, and technically I was there for an hour, and I really had to only be there for an hour because I had to get over to Brooklyn to play Batman.
3: <laughs>
1: so unfortunately, I didn't get to play a whole lot, um, but the stuff I did play, I played Tekken Seven.
0: Yeah. Oh, you get to play it. Man, it looks good. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's, they're oh doing it on, in Unreal Engine, and yes. we, Andy and I, got to see like an extended demo of it. But I, I didn't play anything that day, and I, I know it was playable out in the, in the area, but I just didn't get a chance to. Yeah. It is gorgeous. It's good. It's really good. Uh, it's crazy with these fighting games going to Unreal Engine because that uses it. Street Fighter V uses Unreal Engine. Um, or no, yeah, they're using Unreal Engine. I think there's another one too that is. Yeah. I can't remember which
1: one it is. Yeah. Looks beautiful. It's, it's, I mean, it was built for this generation. Oh obviously. yeah, definitely. And it's gorgeous. They have a ton of the historical characters. They have a bunch of new ones as yeah. well, uh, which is really cool. Uh, he threw me in he's like, so you you play fighting games? I'm like, well, not that often, but I'm a button masher, you know, and I haven't played a fighting game in a couple of years, probably, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> which i just i I've had other stuff to do, you know, sure, so I was like, look, I'm a button masher i you know, so let's do this and the first the first character I played um i I lost in the third round, and I was like, okay." So he's like, well, try out, you know, here. And he brings up the full roster of characters. And I'm looking at all of them. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm recognizing some of the old Tekken ones and everything. Sure. I'm like, look, I own all these. I own, like, every Tekken game back to the PS1. And I own every Street Fighter game back to the Genesis. And I own every Mortal Kombat game back to the Genesis. Genesis. I just, it's just I don't play all of them. You know, I recognize the characters. And I I played them more back then, like Street Fighter 2 on the Genesis I played the crap out of that. And I had my my Chun-Li and and I was, you know, I knew my shit, but now (laughs) forget it. (laughs) Um, There's just no way now. So he's like, well, take a look at some of the other characters here. He's like, this is a new one. This is a new one. You might do well with this. She's, she's pretty good. You know, she's got some good moves. And I was like, all right, I'll try her. So I go through and I beat the shit out of the first character like easily I was like well Well,
0: yeah that's usually the case yeah
1: and I said well all right yeah all right so we get to the second one and you know boom 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 beat the shit out of that one I'm like okay now I'm dead because now we're into the third character and there's no way (laughs) and I beat him the first round the second round uh I got beaten barely just barely and the third round it came down to we were both with like like the tiniest sliver of health. <laughs> and I uh, hit him and knocked him out. And I was like, holy shit. And the guy's like, shh. I was like and I I turned to him, I immediately turned to him. I was like, all right, so your game is broken <laughs> because <laughs> there's no way I could win like three against three different opponents. That's just not possible. So clearly this needs a lot more work before it gets released. Yeah. And he laughed at that and yeah. So it looks nice. amazing though. It plays just beautifully. It's so smooth and oh yeah, it's gorgeous. <clears throat> um, next to that was dragon ball Xenoverse two. Nice. Two kids were playing it. <laughs> so of course I didn't actually get to play it. Uh, but I watched them for a couple minutes that is also built for the PS4 and Xbox one and all. Uh, there is a huge hub in that game where yeah. up, up to 300 players can be online together
0: and you can fly now in the hub. So you yeah. can get around a lot easier.
1: It's crazy. There's a ton of customization in it. It looks amazing. I mean, for dragon ball Z, it looks like dragon ball Z. Like, and I know we've said that with the PS 3 ones, but this, it just looks so much better. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that looks awesome. Um, God Eater Two was there, but it wasn't turned on when I was there. Okay. Um, I think. I, I don't remember. I there was there was so much there. And I love this and it's in the same space every year. But the the only problem with it is they have these really, really big TVs and the space is so small yeah. that you're literally two feet away from the TV. Oh, I hate that. So I mean for some games it's okay when I get to Pac-Man, it's an issue. (laughs) It's a big issue. Um, so, uh, right next to God eater was necropolis. And I had heard about this, but I didn't know too much about it, but I'm like, okay. So I just jumped on and started playing, not really knowing what to expect. It's an action game. It's a roguelike, your favorite. Uh, It's the third-person combat, but the combat is, it's all about timing and the animation. Yeah. So you have a a heavy attack and a light attack, and you have to look at the enemies and see how they're attacking and kind of time your attacks to maximize damage and and basically take them out without them killing you. Um, Okay. You start off on this level, and I'm wandering around. I'm like, Oh, okay, what's over here? And I smash this pot and I smash, you know, I'm gathering up little supplies and things. And I'm like, Okay, there's a hole in the floor. That's a huge drop. Oh, fuck it. And I just jump in, and you hit, and that's basically you're going down, 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 level to level, trying to find your way to the exit. Okay. Uh, The crazy thing is, as you're going down, the dungeon is building itself as you go. So it changes every time you play, but it's even changing as you're playing. So if you go in one direction, the, the dungeon could change completely back in the other direction. And there are special areas in the game where if you're not thrilled with what you're coming up against, like in terms of enemies and the way it's laid out and everything, there are areas in the game that will let you force a new layout like it'll basically regenerate the dungeon for you right there. Yeah. So, you know, you've got upgrades, you've got potions that you can make from the collectible things if you find around the levels and there's um, books that you can use to learn spells and it's a ton of upgrades and things like that. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just messing around <laughs> with it. It's, it's a weird low poly, low res, not, not low res, like high res but low poly count. Okay. Um kind of a game. Uh very unique look to it, very dark. And what's um, the
0: name of this one again?
1: Necropolis.
0: Okay, Necropolis.
1: Pretty cool. Uh people who are into roguelikes might really like this, I think. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Sword Art Online was there Hollow Realization. I did not get to touch it. Sure. Um right next to it was Tales of Berseria okay which is another Tales game I did play that um, because one of the um, one of the people from Namco I see her there every year we've we've talked to each other on Twitter every now and then and she's like oh my gosh you're here and I was like yeah, I'm here <laughs> and she's always with these games she's always with the Tales and the Sword Art and and those games But she was talking to somebody about sword art and she's like, okay, okay, here. Did you play this yet? All right, you play this and I'll talk about it. She's like, problem is, this is the Japanese version. We don't have the English translation yet, so it's all in Japanese. Nice. (laughs) Just go. (laughs) So she's explaining it and I'm half listening to what she's saying because I'm trying to not die and I'm trying to go through this game. You play this person called velvet I think it was Um, she's very angry about something in her past Uh, she's running with a group of pirates now and they're moving from island to island and battle system is actually the cool thing it's different it's a different take on the battle systems from the tales games from what I was hearing Um, but the way it works you chain your combo attacks in real time when you get into battles yeah. So you can, you know, boom boom boom, and then it executes on the screen as you're going. And it's just I was button mashing most of the time. But at the same point, I was like, oh, if I do this combination, I get this. Oh, and I'm got this combo and I got this combo. There are six different characters you can choose from, and it looks beautiful. It's I mean, it was built mm. for the PS4. PS4 and PC. Um long sections of dialogue between the characters and everything and of course I'm like boom 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 <laughs> boom boom, boom. Huh? I don't what? you know I'm huh? kinda of guessing based on their reactions and their faces and everything. But it's those, you know, flash across the screen and see them move and talk sure. real quick and then flash across the screen the other character and then flash and so it was a lot of that. It's very stylistic, really cool. Um but it was all in Japanese. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. <laughs> <coughs> um People were on Pac-Man Championship Edition Two, which was oh, why okay. I was like, because I walked in and and they're like, hey, so what are you excited? Pac-Man, 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 Pac-Man. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but I'll wait. There's people there, so I was doing sure. the other stuff, and then it opened up, and I jumped in, and oh, holy crap! All right, <laughs> hard enough as it is, but hard enough when you're two feet from a 50 inch yeah. screen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't follow, you know, what's going on on the screen because it's just, you can't see the whole screen from that close. Right. You, you're almost tunnel vision at that point. And for a game like that, you need to see the whole screen.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: So the differences, the main differences here already, I'm like, Oh, jeez, I, <laughs> I, I I can't wait to play this. Like again, um, the ghost trains, it was throwing me off. It was really confusing me at first. I couldn't wrap my head around it and I couldn't make sense of it. Um, cause the guy was trying to explain it to me as I was playing it. And as I'm two feet from the screen, trying to see where I am and what's going on. And I'm trying to concentrate on that. And I'm half listening to what he's saying. Sure. The ghost trains, the actual ghost ghost is at the back of the train the front of okay. the train is all these outlines of ghosts.
0: Yeah. I saw that in the trailer.
1: Yeah. Now that's the weird thing. Those outlines of ghosts. They're the ones that are all around the maze sitting there asleep. And as you pass them, oh, they wake up okay. and, and they, they form the train with, with the other guy. But if they touch you, they don't kill you. And that's what right. kept throwing me off. <clears throat> you can hit them and knock them back and everything. And, and it, it's it's very different from any Pac-Man game I've ever played because of this mechanic alone. So sure. So I was having so much trouble just wrapping my head around that in the chaos of the game. And every time I hit it, I'm like, oh, I'm dead. Oh, no, wait, I'm not dead. And then I'd hit the... I'd, <laughs> I'd knock through them all and I'd hit the actual ghost. And I'm like, I'm dead. Oh, wait, I'm not dead. Wait, what just happened there? Because you can hit them like once or twice. Sure. And kind of lose health. And then when you hit them, you're dead. So it was it was a lot to wrap my head around. Then the jump pads come in come into play. Right. Fine at first, you know, you hit the one and you jump straight across to the other side and land over there and continue on.
2: Right. <clears throat>
1: so I play up at a higher level and I hit the jump pad and it jumps me diagonally somewhere else Oh Jesus! and because i'm so close to the screen and because i'm in this tunnel vision it jumped and i'm like wait what what where the fuck am i what just happened what what,
0: what? is huh? it is it random where it throws you <clears> or <throat> no. are there ramps that are like you're there is you're this ramp you're going to go to a corner well
1: there is a thin line as you come to that there is a thin line that appears on the screen that will show you where you're going to end up okay but like i said Two feet from the screen, tunnel vision, chaos.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I see it. I've and been
1: through was, that
0: multiple times. I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: I was baffled. I'm like, what just happened? Where am I? I'm so confused. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know what had happened. And then, at, then I saw it. Then I noticed those lines, and I caught onto it. But it's chaotic. It's crazy when <laughs> when you mix that in. I mean, when I'm sitting back on my couch and I'm playing it, I'll be able to take it in and understand it better. But sure. oh my gosh. It's freaking crazy. Now, beyond that, the fruit is down there, you know, at the bottom mm. of the screen. And like Pac-Man Championship Edition, you clear out this stuff and you have to eat the fruit to move on. Sure,
4: sure. Well,
1: you go to eat the fruit and the fruit t- shoots off in another direction. And you're like, <laughs> fucker, And you have to chase the fruit down. And it's, oh, it's moving all over the board, like running away from you. <laughs> you so it's did, like ms pac-man it's well no it's like much faster and oh okay it sits there and waits for you and then you come after it and it goes oh yeah bye and takes off oh my and it just gosh. shoots across the screen you're like fuck <laughs> and you're being chased by the ghost and you're trying to catch the fruit and it's and when you catch it you know everything pulls back and then drops away and you drop through the you drop
0: yeah, you see that in the trailer, and too. And down
1: into the next maze, which is down below, and, and you're dropping from one to the other to the other, and it gets harder, and it gets bigger, and it gets... And then when you finally eat the power pellet, and you and they turn blue, and you can go after them, they'll all go off in their own directions. You know, they're all running from you, but these lines appear throughout the maze... And some of the lines will connect with each other and some of the lines will not. Well, they're going to stay on those lines. Okay. So you have some rough idea of where they're going to go, but where it has a split, you know, they could go this way or they could go this way. Well, you don't know. (laughs) So, yeah. And it also spins the maze at like a, at, like a zaxon almost kind of angle, like at a really sharp angle and it becomes very 3d and you're chasing them down and it's, it just, it's chaos. It it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. And I love it. I can't <laughs> wait to play more of it. It's so cool. So nice. I'm very, very excited obviously for that. I mean, it's Pac-Man, but it's yeah. uh, again where you're like, okay, they've done all this crazy stuff where can they go from here and, and they found out and they found a way to do it and they found a way to do it where it's like oh this works and oh yeah, yeah. crap it's awesome <laughs> so it's funny because when i went to batman and i told job that oh yeah i was over at um at namco yeah And I played Pac-Man. He's like, how
2: was it? We started (laughs) started
1: geeking out on Pac-Man because he is just like me. He loves Pac-Man the same way I do. Right. Um, So we were just going nuts about that. Um, Nice. uh, They also had a mobile Pac-Man game there, Pac-Man Pop.
0: Really? I've heard of that.
1: And I said, all right, let me look at this because it's only out in Canada right now. It's coming to the U.S. soon. The Um, fuck? Yeah, I know uh iOS and Android and everything I said and <laughs> I talked to the guy and he's like so where are you from and I was like well PS Nation we're really PlayStation he's like oh and I said but I said
0: <laughs> but it's Pac-Man and I have a game vice I said
1: but we have all the systems and you know I'm not really a mobile player but my son loves these type of games and he loves Pac-Man when I'm playing it and everything he gets into it so this could be huge in our house. Sure. So it's when I played it and I came home and I was trying to explain it to Mason, I was like, it's exactly like, and it's either frozen or bubble guppies. It's one of those. It's the same. It's almost the same game. It's frozen. There's, there's a, or no, 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 no. It's inside out. It's inside out. Sorry. It's definitely inside out. Um, so, Up on the screen, there are, you know, bubbles, balloons, balls, whatever you want to call them. Sure. And for Pac-Man, there's fruit mixed in with them. Okay. And ghosts mixed in with them. So, you know, there's different colors. There's the pink and the red and the blue and the, you know, the light blue and the orange. And you'll get those balls that come up and you angle you know, and you want to hit them, and when you hit like the pink with the pink ball, they all the pink ones that are connected explode.
0: Oh, is this? Uh... God damn it! It's a long-running series in arcades for a long time.
1: Yeah, we've all seen these types of games.
0: Yeah. So, okay.
1: um, but it's got that Pac-Man twist to it. Well, oh, of course. And the thing is, when you get a ball that is the same color as one of the ghosts that's there. Mm -hmm. They turn blue. They turn like, like eatable blue, like the dark blue. And if you can hit them, you'll knock them out. Otherwise they're making their way slowly down towards you. And if they make it over the line, they'll kill you. Well, they don't quite kill you. They, something happens and you lose points. And so you have to, the strategy you know you're trying to knock out these balls and get to the fruit but you're also trying to make sure that the ghosts don't get all the way down and get you and it's sure. cool you know it's it's kind of cool i actually ended up playing it for a while i was in there like oh, <laughs> um, but he gave me a little bag that had pac-man bubbles in it and um pac-man bubble gum okay and everything and he's like and i told him you know my son's Four and he's like, well, the bubble gum maybe not so much. He's like, well, here, let me give you all the different. So he gave me like, Jeez. four different. Uh...
0: And your kid will never see any of this.
1: No, it's bubbles. I brought it right oh, home. Okay. I showed it. It's it's you know a blue thing of bubbles, a uh, orange, a red, and a uh, pink, and everything. And it's Pac Man Pop bubbles, <laughs> basically. <laughs> So he was all excited about that, and he's like, okay, you get the blue one, and Mommy gets this one, and Zoe gets this one, and I get this one. I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's. I mean, when it comes out, I'm going to get it, because I know he'll enjoy it, and I'll mess around with it and everything. So,
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, But that's what I saw there. All right. So, cool stuff. I mean, I'm excited about quite a few of the games coming from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, they had a they had a good lineup at E three.
1: Yeah, and and these are yeah these are pretty good games. And that Pac Man game, whew, that Pac
0: Man game. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wonder who's going to review that one?
1: Mm, not me, no. All right, yeah, I'm going to be. We'll give it to Keith. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be playing the crap out of that.
0: So, all right, Batman. I thought you were going to do the Nyko stuff.
1: Oh Nyko, oh yeah Nyko. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Well, you yelled at me before for around PS Nation.
1: God, Nico. Okay, let me gather myself here. All right, so the Nico Type Pad, yeah, for the PlayStation Four. Uh, it's rechargeable. It plugs right into the to the bottom of the PS Four or the mm-hmm. Dual Shock
2: of oh, the uh, Dual Controller. Control yeah, yeah, it
1: plugs right into the headphone jack there.
0: Uh, it has, wait. and it has a pass through. So yes. if you want to use the headphones, there's a pass through port on it.
1: Yes. has the pass through. Wait, let me,
0: I don't have mine in front of me. It's packed away, but I've used it quite a bit. I'll tell you, it
1: has an on off switch, has a little Bluetooth. Uh,
0: yeah. And that's the thing. It connects via Bluetooth. It doesn't connect through the controller. Like, you know, you can't just plug it in and go. You have to actually set it up as a keyboard on your PS4.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And as a keyboard, and it's funny because like with the NHL stuff where you're doing the customization and you name a team and you can mm-hmm. name characters and I was doing a lot more typing than I've ever done in months on my PS4. Yeah. And you know, as fast as you can go with that, uh, the type pad, I was like, "Oh, this is perfect."
0: <laughs> and I, I actually like that. the feel of this one quite a bit. Yeah. This is the best one I've ever used in terms of the feel.
1: It is really nice and it has like a little thumb stick up in the corner. Yep. that you can use to move around and everything. It's it is actually a really nice pad. Yeah. Um and it when you snap it on it snaps on really easy snaps off real easy and you really don't even notice it there like it's not it's not in your way at all yeah. uh it feels it's funny it's a lot like cuz i used to have one for well i still have it for the 360 uh and the way that 360 controller was built and the pad that they Had for it, it snaps in perfectly and flush, and you know, right, right, it you'd never even know it was there. And it's this is the same way. So, if you're not comfortable with the keyboard on screen on the PS4, or you're looking for something like this, this is actually a really good way to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot. And it's got a little speaker at the bottom of it, too,
2: right. Um.
1: So that's pretty cool. And it comes with its own charging cable and everything if you need mm-hmm. it. So the modular charge station. Yeah. So and this is
0: the one that originally it showed up like right before I went out to your house for actually like yeah, two years ago.
1: And We had it here
0: and we opened it up and I'm like, wait a second. Cause it, it, it's the one that sits on top of the PS4. You plug it in, in the front to the both USB ports And then you put these little nodules on the controller, and that's how it charges. You just set it in the top, and we like right away we're looking at like, wait a second, it's using both USB ports. How do you like do anything else with the USB ports? Because there was no way to, there was no pass through on it, basically.
1: Yeah, the original one that was it. It ate up your two USB ports, and that was it. You were, you were out. (laughs) It, It was just the dumbest design. Yeah. So they did a revision of it, and that's the one I have. Which yeah. What they did was on the back of it, because, you know, this thing, like you said, it slides into the, and it sits on top and your controller sit on the top of it. Um, the very back of it has two USB ports, right. essentially. So it does a pass through there where you can actually connect to the back, which is nice because I was always like, hey, I'd rather connect to the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, very simple. You just take it out and you plug it in. It comes with this little protective mat that you can put down on the top of your PS4 so that it doesn't scuff anything up. Right. And then put this uh piece on top of it. Um the little jobbers that you plug onto your under the back <laughs> of your DualShock. They're yeah. tiny.
0: Yeah, luckily they they have mag- magnetic properties to them. Yes, they do. And that's the saving grace, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I popped one out one time by accident, like my hand ran by it, mm-hmm. and it actually kind of stuck to the controller. Yeah. Because I would have lost that thing right away.
1: So yeah, they, they are magnetic, and it, it plugs right into the USB port on the back of your DualShock 4. And then it sits underneath flush and it's really, really tiny. So it's never in your way when you're holding the controller. And when you put it down onto the system, it just kind of magnetically drops in and locks into place and starts charging. Right. Works really well. The downside is it only works if your PS4 is laying flat. Right. (laughs) Um, if you have a PS4 standing on its side, it will not hold it in place. So you cannot use it unless your PS4 is laying flat right now in my house. And I had to take, use the one upstairs. I had to move things around to make this work and try it out. And I mess, you know, I had it on there for a while, just messing with it. The only PS4 in my house that is laying flat is the 20th anniversary PS4 I'm not putting this thing on the 20th anniversary PS4 because this thing is all black. And yeah, yeah, if you have a custom PS4, if you have like the, the Batman one or the, the destiny one or, or any of those, you might not necessarily want this on there. Um, because it's designed to mimic the, the shape and the style of the PS4. And it does that really well, you know, and it sits on there and it, it is this big, clunky thing that's sitting on there, but it it's pretty flush and it's pretty flat and it's not huge. You know, it's not like the hard drive thing that sits on there and right. Oh God, the size no. yeah. of it. It's, it's pretty small and for a way to charge your controllers and just have them right there sitting on top of your system. Yeah. You know, if that's how your system sits and it's not in a place, you know, if it's in a place where you can just drop your controllers on it, it's, it's well, it works really well. And it also puts the two USB things in the back if you don't want USBs hanging off the front of your system. Right. Which, you know, is something I usually would rather I, have.
0: I also like that it's got indicator lights on the front to tell you if they're charging or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It has the little indicator light on the front. And, I mean, you can see the moment I put it on, because my controllers were sitting in the Power A thing that charges them. So <clears throat> right, they were right. always charged anyway. And the moment I put it on, like it lit up briefly and it was like, okay, I'm charged and yeah. turned itself off again. <laughs> but you could see it. So yeah, it's actually really nice. Um if and and that's that's the if, you know, if you have that type of setup where your PS4 is out and it's in a place where there's room to put controllers on top of it. Right. Because I know some people have them in like an enter in in a shelving system and there is not room on top, you know, there's maybe a half inch or an inch above and there's no room to drop a controller in there and put it on top. Right. Um, So you have to take those things into account when you're thinking about this. Um, If either of these are something you want, um, or I mean the, the charge station is something you want. Um, But otherwise it works really well, you know?
0: So, I've I've been using it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I've had it for months. I still prefer the Power A for a couple of reasons. Uh, it's it's I th- I think it's a little clunky sometimes when you're trying to reach back to the second charge spot. Uh, but the other thing that I really like about the Power A is that the Power A is a fast charger, mm-hmm. and I think it just seems to work a little bit better with the controllers. I already had. And this might be coincidence, but when I've been using this one, I had one controller where now the battery went to shit. Mm. And it won't hold a charge. And I don't know if it's because of the Nyko or, you know, it's just because it was a newer controller. It wasn't it wasn't brand new, but it was a newer one. It wasn't my original or anything like that. And the battery just literally just won't hold a charge anymore. Mm. Uh, the other thing I don't like is, like we mentioned before, those little, those little devices you got to put in the port. They're just, in my opinion, they're a little bit... Still, the, the, or there's a risk to losing those things, and if you do, yeah. then you get to order a different one from Nyko, I'm sure, and
1: that—that that was my fear. When I pulled them out, I was like, "Ooh!"
0: I mean, you yeah. don't want them to
1: be big; you want them to be really small so they're out of the way when you're holding the controller. Right. You definitely want that, but at the same time, like, like I—I I think back to the the ones that Sony did for the DualShock Three.
3: Yeah,
1: and <clears throat> that one. The part that would, well, see, you can't really do that on the DualShock 4 because of the light bar. I see why they didn't do that. Um, With the DualShock 3, with that one, the part that snaps into the USB is, you know, there's the little thing that goes into the USB, but there's a big black plastic piece that's sort of oval and sits on, you know, so it's bigger up there. It's still, you never feel it and you never touch it, but it's there. With, so that with, it's not a tiny thing that you could lose,
2: right?
0: With these, I always found myself when I was waiting for something to load or whatever, I would always find myself pushing on it to make sure it was in the in the slot. <laughs> Constantly, I mean, I was like OCD with it. Yeah. Whereas the Power A, it's just there, and you yeah, just click it, just it in and go. Clicks in, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a separate unit that requires a separate power supply, but uh, at the end of the day, I just really like using that Power A charger way more than I, I think this is a solid charger. And by no means is it something that I would say don't buy it. It works really well. And if you're tight on space especially, or if you're tight on power cords or whatever, I think this new Nyko is, is definitely worthy.
1: Yeah, it is. And like I said, it really depends on your setup. Yeah. Unfortunately, my current setup, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um. You know, and I, <clears throat> I wanted to try it out because I wanted to see if it works sideways, and it doesn't and i also know that you know in a month i'm most likely getting rid of the cable boxes and oh boy just keeping the internet and playstation view and whatever else sure um because we hardly ever watch tv tv anymore at this right. point so once those are gone then i will be able to move some things around and i might actually have a playstation another PlayStation laying flat where I could use this ah. and, and actually really get some use out of it. So well,
0: plus you need that, uh, you need that space for your PlayStation VR. Of course. Oh, great. somewhere to put that. Yeah. I just got a realization in oh, Josh's head. No, Oh boy. I have to get like a little mannequin head and a plug. Yep. Uh,
1: Hey boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and they're both, you know, they're both very good products. Yeah. And one you know, if you're if you're not good with the keyboard, that's perfect solution. And the other, if you're looking for some kind of charger and your PlayStation lays flat and it has the room, it's a good solution.
0: Yeah, I agree. So all right. I think there's some of the better things that Nyko makes. <clears throat> all right.
1: On to Batman. Batman. So yeah, so because they couldn't get their uh, codes out, yeah, until day. I I got my code for this game minutes before we started recording tonight. Right, right. <laughs> so everybody who pre-ordered and did whatever and or just bought it on the store, they they've already played it all all day today. Um.
0: Yeah, and and they sent me a Steam code because they had Steam codes on Sunday. Yeah. So I had that. Now here's so the, I I have played it.
1: Yeah, so kind of. And we'll get into that and the Glenn yeah. and I talked briefly about this before we we started recording. <clears throat> now this is the funny thing.
0: Well, well, and also don't forget that MJC and I saw an like an hour of the first chapter already at E3. Yeah. So we we've seen a good portion of what's available.
1: But the yeah the the first chapter is about two and a half hours, two and a half they, to three. They hours. They said
0: you can get through it in two hours and ten minutes. That's what if you rush. PR yeah. Was telling me. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so about two and a half hours, roughly. Um, so the thing is, I I go to this place in Brooklyn. Villain is what it's called, and it's in Williamsburg and. It's this weird art space warehouse. It's, it's pitch black in there. I'm coming from <laughs> like 100 degrees outside in the sun, and it's pitch black inside. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so we go around the corner, and, you know, there's some food and everything. And uh, the girl that was there, she goes, oh, all right, well, I'll just take you right back over here. You can go into this one. And we walk behind this curtain, and it's like a freaking movie screen. Nice. Literally a movie screen on the wall.
0: Yeah, I saw some pictures.
1: <clears throat> so, I but we walked back behind this curtain, and my eyes hadn't adjusted, and it is pitch black in there. Mm-hmm. And I see where she, I can kind of see where she's walking, because the only light in there is coming from the screen, And it's like the menu screen and it's dark. It's Gotham at night. So there's not a lot of light coming off that screen. Stupid me. I didn't pull out my phone and turn on the flashlight or anything. I'm trying to... Because I'm like, oh, it's, you know, nothing. (laughs) And I see where she's walking and I'm like, okay. And I can see like a laptop screen and that's given a little bit of light. Well... I kind of see the outline of a couch and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to this couch. Well, then I hit something and I'm like, crap. And then I try to move around and I hit something else. And I'm like, what? The-? And I'm running into stuff left and right. <laughs> so I finally got sat down and I'm like, all right, I, I don't know what I hit. Um, but it's funny because when all was said and done after my two and a half hours playing and everything, I I get up and I turn around and now I can see everything clearly
0: well, of course.
1: And there were all these little wooden boxes and crates and things all just kind of piled mishmash into some crazy pile to make it look all artsy and everything. I was slamming into those left and right because I couldn't see them. They're all piled up around <laughs> and behind the couch. It was just funny. I was just like, well, that, that's just weird because my eyes couldn't adjust. So Sure. Um but I sit down, get the headphones on. Now I'm playing on a PC, um, because that was the version they had. It, it's, sure. it's off a laptop. I mean, I don't think it was an Xbox hidden back there somewhere. Uh, yeah. I was using an Xbox controller, but you know, it was, it was wired to wherever it was wired to. I had headphones on, and I was into it. I mean, I've I've got this massive movie screen <laughs> that I'm playing on, nice. which was amazing. Uh, so I'm not going to spoil anything. Obviously, I don't spoil yeah. things. Uh,
0: well, and MJC and I talked about it pretty at length. That you know, for E3, where it's kind of the duality between uh, being Batman and being Bruce Wayne, and, yeah. and it, at least in the first chapter, what we saw, it was a lot of Bruce Wayne stuff. It was a lot about the choices you make as Bruce Wayne, and and how the perception. Uh, comes into play.
1: Yeah, and it it goes back and forth. The, the other cool thing, the, it's a little touch, but it's it's kind of a nice thing. Right when you start, it says, "All right, pick your colors for your yeah yeah for your gadgets," uh, and it's just the glow color of it, whether it's blue, yellow, or red, and you can pick that, and that's what you've got as you go. Right. Um, so when you jump in, you know, the combat is it's quick time combat and everything. But what I kind of enjoyed about it was that you're not fighting the entire fight. It's not rock steady. You know, you're not fighting.
2: Right. You're
0: not hitting every single triangle to do a counter move. Yeah.
1: You're not doing the full fight and you're not fighting every single guy in there from beginning to end until the last guy drops. There's a lot of cutscenes where you know the bad guys are there, and Batman goes, you know, just swooshes by in the you know behind yeah. them, and then he's up in the rafters, and then he drops down, and and then you've got a couple of quick time events where you you have to duck and you have to dodge and you have to punch back and you have to do your thing, and then you get some more that you get to sit and watch as fight, 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 and right. I like that. I was like, okay, this I I can get into this. This is it's different. From you know a lot of the Batman games we played, but I like it. It's a, it's a good different. Yeah, uh, you have to get your timing down. Obviously, you know. Oh yeah, uh, and combat is different. Like you definitely didn't get to this last part where there there's a sequence where you're sitting on a rooftop and you're using drones to to assess the situation. Oh okay. And then you plan out all your combat moves. You say, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this environmental thing. I'm going to use this and do this and go to, and then you pick all that and then you go. Yeah. And he does 90% of it every now and then you've got a quick time thing to block or duck or whatever, but all the action happens and it's awesome. You're like, Oh my gosh, look at this. Oh,
2: Oh gosh, yeah it's, just, really cool.
1: it's cool to see it that way, where you're not you see this whole crazy sequence, just go, you know, yeah, and you don't have to worry about all right, there's eight guys in here, how am I going to take them all out? Uh, you have detective work, I don't know if you saw any of that, where you oh yeah, yeah, where you really have to go in and you have to pick like okay, this I see that the the aftermath of this crime scene and I see this over here, this bullet hole, and I think it matches up to something over here. And you literally pick p- points in Spade. You pick this point and this point, right. and you match them together, and you basically piece together the whole crime scene, uh, which works out really well. The It makes you feel like, oh, I actually accomplished something here. <laughs>
0: yeah, which is... It's a nice touch yeah. to the game that I think a lot of the other ones haven't really hit.
1: Yeah. Uh, the moral choices you have. <clears throat> really
4: and that's come into play.
0: That's kind of the big twist with this one is that like I said there's a lot more involved with some of the choices you make from that standpoint. Yeah. Or even choices you make as Bruce Wayne can affect how Batman is perceived or you know what how he's going to interact with some oh yeah villains later on down the road.
1: Yeah, and that makes a big difference in well, in how it plays out right there, but then how it plays out as the the rest of the season continues on. Because right, right. by the end of this, you could be a nasty bastard that Gotham is like, oh my gosh, he's this terrorizing.
0: <laughs> you could horrible. be branding somebody that you
1: catch. Yeah, you could be this horrible uh, thing, or you could be, you know, oh, he seems okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know? The kinder, gentler Batman that this gives you a pat on the back and says, I'll give you another chance.
1: And and that was the thing. I told Glenn, I didn't put this in the review because it was, I was told, I came out and I said, look, this happened. And they laughed and they're like, okay, yeah, that that build you're playing is not the final build. And, right. you know, I'll just, I'll double check and I'll make sure that that's not in there, but that's a bug. And I'll make sure that we got that. Um bug that I ran into that I was telling Glenn about was I uh, I had a choice to really beat the hell out of a guy, break his arm and do all these horrible things. Yeah. And each time it gave me the choice to do the horrible thing, I was like, Nah, I'm going to do the nice thing, do the, the intimidating thing, but not really ever physically harm this person. Right. And then I get to the next scene. And I'm getting chewed out for beating the crap out of the guy, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> but that's, maybe he went and told his boys that you beat him up. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was not one of those things. But uh, you know, those are where you have those choices where you can: Are you going to be the Frank Miller Batman? Or are you going to be you know a different Batman? You going to be sixties Batman? <laughs>
2: there you go. Which Batman are you going to be?
1: Yeah. So. You have those moral choices throughout the game, and they will make a big difference. Um, yeah.
0: You know, per Telltale, I mean, that's, yeah. that's one of their strengths.
1: Yeah. And that's the big thing about them. The visuals, they're Telltale visuals, but better. It's a new engine. Or it's a
0: new version of the engine. Yeah.
1: It, it is different. They're, they've got, it's funny because at times it's got that really slick cartoon look, and other times it almost looks realist, like real. You look at it, and you're like, whoa, that looks gorgeous. And then you see the characters up close, and they've got that telltale look with the heavy lines and everything. But even there, it's different than the other games. It's not as heavily lined and the deep black lines that are around the face and everything. It's a little more subtle in this, but it still has a distinctive look.
0: Except for Catwoman, there's nothing subtle about Mm, her. Yeah, Catwoman.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, one thing I have to mention, which I mentioned in the review, and we haven't gotten to it yet because it's not September. There is a physical version of the game coming (laughs) September 13th.
0: Which I'll probably buy because it's Batman. No, you won't, because
1: it is a season pass disc, and it only comes with the first episode. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Don't do this, people. Don't buy this. This is garbage. I'm sorry. You know, I like Telltale games, and I love what they do, but this... I wish
0: they would just wait until the game is out and then put out a compilation. They
1: used to do that. They did that with their first bunch of games, and then they stopped doing it. And I guess I I, I get the feeling that when they waited, the discs did not sell nearly as well as when they put them out you know, right n- in uh. the middle of or near the end. But the whole freaking point of the disc is to have the game on the disc.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Why did I buy this disc? If say this, is the only version I bought was the disc saying that I want to play this 30 years from now. And, Don't say you're never going to play this 30 years from now. I'm still playing my Atari 2600, which is 40 years ago. All right? So don't tell me I'm not going to play it 30 years from now. Well, I may be dead. But if I'm not dead, I'm still going to be playing (laughs) it. My point is, the whole idea of a disc is that it is permanent or semi-permanent or more permanent than a digital You're not copy. relying
0: on some other service to use it. Yeah,
1: you're not relying on a digital copy on a hard drive that could crash, and then you've yep. lost it because the servers have been shut down. Exactly. The, you have a disk that you can still put in, and it doesn't matter whether you're online or not. You can play the game. You can't do that with this. You're only going to get the first episode. Don't buy this. No. Just, uh, d- it's not worth it, and I'm really annoyed that they keep doing this. Me too. If they want to do that, great. But then bring out a complete version of it later, after the game is out. Exactly. You know, let us buy the full game on disc. I did that. I own how many different versions of the frickin' Walking Dead? (laughs) Because I have the digital, and I have the digital PS3 and PS4 and Vita, and I have the physical PS3, PS4, and Vita. For fuck's sake, I got that six times, that stupid game. Wow. Because I really enjoyed it, and I wanted the physical versions. Sure. And it was the complete version. All right, enough of that. I'm I'm ranting on this. This is ridiculous. (laughs) But it, obviously... Josh's
0: rant of the week. Dude.
1: All right. So, visuals. All right. Looks great. Looks really beautiful. I agree. I did not run into your typical buggy stuff that we were uh, other than uh, that one weird thing. All right. Yeah. We, we well, let, wait. Me, let me, let me talk about, my let me, course. let me finish what I was saying. okay, I didn't run into any bugs at all. I didn't run into any graphic issues, which we've seen in telltale games. We've seen a lot of issues in telltale games. Yeah. Uh, and we always say the, the, how hard is they, they've been doing this? How long, how, how do they keep screwing this up with just little graphics problems and, and, stuttering and, and audio problem, whatever the problems are. None of that. And with the graphics especially, I would have seen it on the freaking movie screen I'm watching it on, you know? Right. So all played really well. The That only minor, minor thing, which was, you know, I didn't beat the guy up, said I beat the guy up. Which, okay, not a problem. <laughs> um, so I didn't have any problem with it. You know, Gotham itself is very dark, um, grim even during the day it, it tends to be slightly washed out um, the color palette is warmer tones you know it's it's a darker and like I said in the review it was, it's more Nolan and Miller than Schumacher or 60s <laughs>
0: thank god <laughs>
1: yeah um, so that's my take on the visuals and the gameplay yeah. and I'll get into the audio and everything but do you talk about what you ran into because you well, had something else going on
0: So, I've got a, not a brand new, but I've got a decently aged uh, MacBook Pro. It's only a couple years old. I dual boot with Boot Camp into Windows 10. I've got a Windows 10 partition on this hard drive. Uh, I have the best NVIDIA card you could get at the time. It's a NVIDIA, I think, 560 mobility. Um, It's a good video card. Like, I can play a lot of games on this thing still. Usually, I have to turn down the detail a little bit or whatever, but... It handles games surprisingly well. Uh, so I got the Steam version on Sunday, downloaded it, got it going. I only ran at 720p. I didn't even try to crank it up to, to 1080 or anything like that. Uh, so first, I had a problem because I was trying to use my Steel Series uh, Stratus XL Bluetooth controller, uh, which I really love that controller, and that, you know, so I was like, oh, I'll use that. The game would not detect it at all. It just wouldn't. And I didn't know where my... I have a i have a USB 360 controller for PC, but i it's packed somewhere. So I was kind of stuck using uh, mouse keyboard controls, which with my left hand as messed up as it is, that already really put me at a disadvantage. The problem was, though, um, frame rate was all over the place when I was playing it. And this is, like I said, it was only set to 720p. I didn't have detail up or anything like that. Just set it to 720p, full screen. Um, so, I mean, it got so bad that I, when it would ask me to make a move, I would have to mash the button like 20 times for it to recognize it. Hmm. Uh, it was just chugging like you wouldn't believe. So, already having a lot of problems with that, almost unplayable. The other problem was, uh, at at certain times, you have to use the mouse to aim uh, like a Batarang or whatever. <clears throat> the mouse cursor... Even in full screen, would get hung up in a corner like it didn't. Like it thought it wasn't in, in full screen, and I kept screwing it up. So that was another problem with it. But uh, the audio was out of sync, all kinds of stuff because the frame rate issues. Uh, and I thought maybe it's just maybe this thing's too old or something, and eh, whatever. Uh, and then today, uh, a thread popped up on Neogaf, and a ton of people are having PC problems. So. I'm wondering if the, the machines you were on were probably optimized. Obviously, maybe it's a Direct X twelve thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I can only tell you from my experience. Like I was really excited. I was like, "Oh yes, I can finally play it," and because I really loved what I saw at E three, and at least on my laptop, it was unplayable. I'm not. I just want to say that because I couldn't really talk about a lot of the stuff in the game because I couldn't play it. But uh, the cool thing is, the game downloaded while we've been. Um, podcasting here so on my ps4 i've got it loaded Hmm. so as soon as we're done i'll be playing that the next couple days and trying to get through it before i leave my trip
1: yeah i'm gonna play through it again on the ps4 obviously um yeah i mean and i made it clear and that's why we do this at the top of the reviews i made it clear that this was a pre-release pc version of the game and it was not you know i didn't play this on the ps4 yeah um but it was so that we could get a review up. That's why they had me out there so that we could play it because they just sent me the code for the PS4. I am going to play yeah. it on the PS4 because I need my save. Cause I'm going to play the rest of it, obviously on the <laughs> PS4. Right. Uh, and now I know what's going on. I I'm, I'm trying to decide which way I'm going to go. Am I going to be the jerk Batman or am I going to, going to, the to be the nice Batman or am I going to be somewhere in the middle? Um, So real quick about the audio stuff. Uh, The voice acting best. Best so far, I think. And Troy Baker. And I mean, that's coming off of Tales from the Borderlands, which had amazing voice acting as well. Yeah. So uh Troy Baker, Travis Willingham, um Richard McGonagall, Sully from Yep. And and yeah, he plays uh, Falcone, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, and the moment he walked in the door, and he's like,
0: "Mister Wayne,"
1: I am like, "Sully."
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I said the same thing when we were watching at E three. I am like, "Holy shit, it's Sully!"
1: Yeah, so and that did kind of take me out of the game a little bit, but he (laughs) it's it's subtle. It's not quite Sully, but he has a very distinctive voice, you know. Oh yeah, and I got into it, and I was able to let that go and just kind of. Be like, okay, Falcone. You know, I. I but still, I was like, Sully. <laughs> um, the soundtrack is really, really good. Yeah, works great. the The voices, the it. It's great to play with uh, headphones on. And there's more going on there than you would think. Just with party noises and s- noises around the city, and explosions, and everything. Uh, the interplay between Batman and Catwoman. Ooh, uh, yeah. The dialogue is just awesome.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: <clears throat> so, it's a single-player game, but... But... Yeah. Telltale just talked about a new component called crowd play. Indeed. Now, it's a local multiplayer edition, um, but not what you would think. So, when you're playing the game... You can turn on crowd play and you have like four to 12 people, anywhere from four to 12 people in there watching the game with you. It's a way to get everybody involved in the game. Right. So it's local only. It's not going to work over share play because, well, I mean, well, maybe you could have one person there for share play, but the rest would still have to be in the room with you because they need to see this, the screen, see the session. Right. Uh, When you start it up, a unique code and a web address pop up on the screen. Right. And you then, um, everybody pulls out their mobile device, their phone, their iPad, whatever. And uh, they go to the website, put in the code, and they can join your game. Yeah. So what happens is when you get to these big moments where you can be a dick or you can be a nice guy or whatever everybody gets to vote. Yeah. And it's the default setting is that whatever the majority choice is from the crowd, that's what happens in the game. Nice. You can also set it so that the player can override it if they want to. So you can have that dynamic there where you're like, Oh, fuck you guys. I'm, I'm doing this, you know, <laughs> or you can just let everybody make the choice but it's your
0: Al Bundy veto power.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a really cool way to have everybody over say, let's play this game and you guys get to make big choices in the game. right. You know, I, I do all the action stuff. And then when we get to those choices, everybody gets to vote on it. So it's a way to get people invested in the game and get them to, rather than just sitting and watching you. Now they say four to 12 people, Technically, it can support thousands of people at once.
0: See, that's what I'm wondering. If you can start a stream and give out the web address on the stream, even though there's a lag, I wonder if there's still a way for them to interact with it. You might
1: be able to, actually. Actually, yeah, Yeah. you probably would be able to.
0: So that's the first thing that (laughs) popped in my head when I read about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, They said 12 because they didn't expect that you would really have more than 12 people. Right. In your house, in front of a TV, watching you.
0: They've obviously never Um, been to a Langford sexy party. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: But they did show it off at Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, and they had a couple thousand people in the auditorium voting. Oh, wow. The whole way through. And everybody was voting for him to be an asshole the whole way through. Of course. Of course. So it works. It does work with thousand people, two thousand people. That's pretty badass. Yeah, <laughs> so they're excited to use that now when they show the game off at places. Like now we can have like the whole audience involved in this.
2: Right, right. Um, so
1: I mean, that's that's the basics of it. It you know there were when it was first announced, nobody knew what it was going to be or how where it was going to be set or which Batman it was going to be or anything like sure. that. But it's a good Batman and it's a good setting and it it's, it's all the familiar elements that you know from Batman and it's a really good story so far. The combat is great. the, The characters are great. The detective work, all the things that you can do that could make you an evil Batman or, or whatever, all the choices that you have to make and how those actions are going to come into play later on. Awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. So any fan of Batman is going to love this. I I can comfortably say. Nice. Uh, And no score. (laughs) And no score. Just figure out what I would, I I highly recommend it. I would say that. Sure. Um, And then we'll see as the series goes on. And when the last one comes out two years from now, Uh, (laughs) They uh, keep
0: saying it's going to be up by the end of the year. All of it'll be done. Yeah,
1: I've heard that before. I know. Well, then why not wait and hold off on that disc for the holiday season, and then you could have a whole new round of Batman people playing who just bought the disc that is filled with all five episodes.
3: Yeah.
1: And I forgot to yell at them about that when I was there. (laughs) I just completely (laughs) it it just completely went out of my mind. Uh, So yeah, I. It's you people are gonna love it. Nice. Especially yeah. Batman fans. Telltale fans, Batman fans, you you're gonna love it. It's
0: Yep. It's I really loved what I saw. Yeah. I saw it E3 and I'm excited to play it. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Uh well I have a couple of emails here that you since you didn't send any out. Okay. Uh first one's pretty quick. This is from Jason Pakovich, who's emailed quite a bit. He says, hi, Josh and Glenn. I wanted to ask you guys ahead of the podcast if you plan on getting this game for PS4 to review and give your impressions. And and he's talking about Assetto Corsa, a game that I did a preview stream for a few months ago, actually. Um, I'm hoping it has a bit more to offer in Way of Charm, etc., than Project Cars, which uh, was lacking in that game. Hopefully you can get your hands on it. Uh, Yeah, so we're already assured of coverage for this game. Uh, We were actually the only U.S. outlet that got to stream it at all. Um, so I don't know if we're going to be able to get a early code or not, but the game did go gold, uh, for PS4, which was a huge step because the game got delayed a couple times on, on consoles. Um, but I already talked to PR and we are definitely going to have this one for review. So I'm sure that that'll be one I take care of, which means I have to go try to find my steering wheel and get it out of storage. (laughs) Um, but yes, we, we will definitely be covering a Corsa. Which I'm very excited to play the final game. Uh, and then we just got another email. This is a longer one, but it's directed at you, Josh. Okay. <clears throat> this is from Miroslav Prosil, and he says, "Hi guys, I'm just listening to your latest episode where Josh talks about Just Cause Three. First, a note: Josh is worried that he'll clear up an island before he gets there. With the story and the game, uh, or the story and the game will break. This is not the case in my experience. Usually, the mission base." isn't even available there before the story unfolds, so you won't be able to liberate the area 100% before reaching it as part of the story. Okay. In some cases, you can partially destroy the base, so it will be much easier in the story mission itself, but the game won't break, so no worries there. Uh, as for playing the game with, kid, with his kid watching, mm-hmm. I have a story. So my son is 18 months. Oh, come on, 18 ah. months. So my son is eighteen months. Dude, we were watching, watching
1: Dexter when he was eighteen
0: months, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he was watching me play Just Cause Three. I didn't want to show him any of the brutal stuff, so I was just really just exploring, flying around, driving a car, etc. Uh, we spotted the train. He loves trains, <laughs> so I jump on one, and we're just enjoying the view. Little Patrick is excited. He points at things around. There's a car. There's a bridge a field, or a bridge, a field of sunflowers, etc. He's stunned, and so am I. Cause the game looks quite good. Yeah. And suddenly there are deer. Uh, they start to run along the country. Little Patrick is mesmerized. And right there as we're watching the deer running in all of their, oh, oh, <laughs> all no. their beauty and glory, there's some rock in their path. So they all trip over it and fall under the train. A massacre. Patrick oh. is silent. I'm as speechless so much for not showing my kid any violence. <laughs> A deer massacre. Oh, man. <clears throat> Uh, I have to say, I love the game. I don't have much time to play it, but it's great a great way of killing 30 free minutes every now and then. Yeah. Uh, the initial boom island is there even in the download version, by the way. I just spent that time to get used to the new grapple mechanics, etc. Uh, between that and looking at the progress bar, this is definitely a better option. But I hate when running the game is the only option to download all the content as you can't schedule that via the PlayStation. St- yeah, because you have to be in the game for it to download. It's so stupid. Yeah. Uh he says, keep up the great work. I enjoy- I greatly enjoy your podcast. Have a nice day. Signed a huge liar.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So there you go. There's some just cause some just cause uh stories. hmm We should get more just cause three stories from people. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure other people have had stuff like a deer it. massacre. Hmm. <laughs> All right, we done? We ready to get out of here? Yeah, yeah, cause I gotta get to bed. I'm tired and old it's and not stuff. Horribly late, but nah, we're we're not doing too bad. All right, uh, so next week, not sh- I'm sure I'll have a lot to talk about with the football stuff, but people get to get bored at sports for a change because uh, we haven't really talked <sighs> to sports for a while. Well, you know, uh, love my love my Packers, <laughs> so. Uh, next week. Oh, also, I'm going to do a full review of that custom controller from the controller shop uh, working on the written one a little bit right now. And also, I have another piece of equipment uh, that they forgot to send me a piece. And that's why I haven't really gotten on the heart on the review yet. But it's called a mod mic. Uh, so this is a microphone that's made specifically to clip on to if you have really good headphones or headphones you really love that don't have a microphone. Uh, this is actually made to clip onto it to use like a gaming headset. Uh, so they actually have a Y adapter. They have a USB adapter available if you want to use it with a USB interface. Uh, so I'm going to get into the quality, et cetera, uh, starting hopefully tomorrow uh, and then into next week. So I'll be doing a review on that as well. Uh, pretty neat idea. I th- I'm surprised somebody hasn't done this in the past. Uh, just really curious as to how well... Uh, the microphone itself what the quality is so that'll be uh, something I'll focus on so yeah a couple hardware reviews coming from me Hmm. yeah alright cool let's get the hell out of here Uh, we'll talk to you next week out there play some games have a great one talk to you soon go Paco
4: Pac-Man bye
0: oh (laughs) jeez (laughs) Get <laughs> something new. You used that one three weeks ago. Did I? Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, I, I have no memory. I'm old. Uh, you suck. All right, then. Hmm. A Batman. Batman boy.
4: <laughs> Batman boy. Batman boy. <laughs> <laughs> Batman boy. <laughs> <laughs> Batman boy. <laughs>
5: I try to be objective. I try to be objective about the police, but it's hard, man. I don't trust them. And I used to work with cops, man. Right after 9-11, there was all these hate crimes against South Asians and Arabs and Muslims, anybody with brown skin or beards, right? So I want to do something positive in my community, so I interned at my local district attorney's office because they had this hate crimes bureau. I thought it was the hate crimes bureau. When I got there, I found out it was the Bureau of Hate Crimes and Gangs. They'd combine the hate crimes division with the gang division. Because apparently they thought to themselves, well, sometimes minorities get stabbed and sometimes they do the stabbing and fuck (laughs) them. Like they wanted to call the Department of You People, but they couldn't get away with it, you know? (laughs) So that summer I'm interning at the Department of You People and we worked with a bunch of cops, right? So this cop walks in one day And he had a mugshot book. Thousands of pictures of potential suspects. So I'm flipping through this book and it upsets me. And I turn to this cop and I'm like, hey man, this is upsetting because if I was a victim of a traumatic crime and I had to pick out the suspect based on a bunch of little pictures in the book, I might misidentify somebody and ruin somebody's life by accident. And this cop says, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Look, I don't mean it's not racist or anything. So the next thing is going to be like a scene from Crash, you know. Look, I don't mean to sound racist or anything, but I can't tell one black guy apart from another black guy. But you're the cops! In addition to being racist, do you realize how incompetent that is? A major part of your job is to tell the difference between a suspect and a person who isn't a suspect. That's like a cook that can't tell the difference between flour and cocaine. Well, I can't tell the difference between one white thing and another white thing, what's the big deal? All right, kids, enjoy your pancakes. There you go. There you go. They're very popular. I don't know why. They're just extremely popular right now. (laughs) This other time, uh, I was at this crime scene, and this Mexican dude had gotten stabbed by this other Mexican dude, and I didn't know why we were there, because we were the Bureau of Hate Crimes and Gangs, so I never knew why we were anywhere, to be honest with you. So I asked this cop that was there, why did this Mexican dude stab this other Mexican dude? And this cop says to me, I don't know, uh, maybe he stole his tortilla sauce or something. Yeah, really racist, right? But more importantly, what the fuck is tortilla sauce? Did you mean salsa, sir? I think you meant salsa. What is this tortilla sauce you speak of? But I didn't say anything to him because, uh, you know, he had a gun.